0: after 6 a.m. Good morning everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday, a Thursday where we are in uh, Jerusalem at the Nefesh B'Nefesh offices and where we're going to have uh, yet another uh, interesting start to our broadcast, uh, our special um, uh, four days of broadcasts from the Holy Land. I thank everybody for tuning in and for encouraging us to be here at this time in the state of Israel. And we'll explain what's happening here in Israel, and we'll meet some very special guests who've been spending a lot of time taking care of uh, people in the in the state of Israel over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll do all that coming up and plenty more. Nefesh Benefesh, they are our hosts today, and we thank them. We are in their headquarters in Jerusalem, Israel. More coming up, if you keep it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. (laughs)
1: Matem, doi Mimatematem. me matematem, e Mimatematem que doi sim, me matematem, e matematem, 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 que doi sim, me matematem, male, male, ali, male, 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 ali, e lo que male, 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 ani male male anie alexe male 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 anie ke ilu dashte moi si male 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 I'm a te m a te m k'doishim, I'm a te ma te mi maté, a te m. I'm a te m a te m mi maté maté, te m. I'm a te m a te m mi am a Male male ani aleichem, male male male
2: ani.
1: Ki ilu kitashtem oisim, male 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 ani. Stemorsi male 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 ani male 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 ani male 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 ani male male ani Matematen, i matematem kidoyishi, i matematen, i matematem kidoyishi, i matematen, i matematem kidoyishi, i matematen. Male male ani ale, male 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 ani, ke dilni qo'shmasdan, male 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 ani, male male ani ale.
3: you do Aige
4: doilo,
5: aige
3: doilo, I can aige I can doilo, aige doilo, aige doilo, day doilo, aige 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 doilo,
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Around the world on the web, O R G. We are here in the Holy Land. We're in Israel. We're at the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. Our itinerary changed a bit. It seems like uh, everyone's itinerary, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of itineraries are changing these days. And ours was changed a bit, and I want to thank our friends at Nefesh ben Nefesh. We are in the midst of their broadcast center. We've been here before at their beautiful conference room in um, northwest Jerusalem. And uh, we are here today. Tomorrow, our big celebration in Stay Road, which we are very much looking forward to. Stay Road, uh, Hachnasat Sefer Torah celebration is tomorrow, and we'll be there for the entire event. Uh, preceded by our J M and am broadcast from stay road which will be very interesting in light of all the different things that have been happening in areas of israel like stay road over the last few weeks uh monday we will be uh we'll be broadcasting or i should say we'll be uh, uh doing our show in advance and then airing it on monday from jerusalem and then tuesday uh i guess the culmination one of the big highlights of our trip and that is the show from Ben Gurion Airport we will meet some of the people who have who, who will have just landed in Israel on the brand new Nefesh Benefesh charter flight for August 2014 and that'll sort of uh, uh close the two bookends of our trip as we start here at the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters where they process everyone's aliyah and take care of their applications and work with them for hours and hours when necessary and help people through the months of preparation then of course uh Tuesday will be there for the big moment when everyone lands and where the August uh, 2014 flight uh, arrives in Israel. So uh, that is our schedule here at JM in the AM, and I thank everybody. I want to thank Matis for sitting in yesterday, uh, the day after Tishabov. B'Av. And uh, again, I want to thank everybody on this end who is responsible for our broadcasts. Uh, that includes, by the way, somebody who stepped in at the last minute to uh, take an even more prominent role in our broadcast, and that's PC Guy, the man we know as Paul Sirkin, and we wish him a Mazel Tov back on August 5th. This past Tuesday, he celebrated his fifth anniversary of living in Israel, living in Jerusalem, and he continues to be the PC Guy. Uh, In just five years in Yerushalayim, he's become the leading support for all PC and Internet needs. And if you have an apartment here and you want to have support for your Internet, even when you're not here, or if you want internet, Israeli phone, and U.S. phone service all from one source with one number to call for support, and a hundred other things that he does, you just contact PC Guy. Probably the easiest way is uh, the website thepcguy.co.il, thepcguy.co.il. And I thank him; he's our chief engineer for this trip. He has the approbation of ZK, and uh, we thank both of them for uh, helping prepare us and for carrying through our engineering for this journey to Israel. Uh, my thanks to Miriam Al Walak who's here. I'm sure we'll hear from her later on as she's here coordinating the entire trip. And a big thank you to our friends at the Inbal Hotel. It's been a long time since we've had an association with the Inbal Hotel. Uh but they have been an amazing host, very hospitable host as usual, um for us so far, and I'm sure we'll continue to be during our stay. And to those of you who I hope are considering a journey to Israel, consider the Inbal Hotel. Uh, you could search for them online, I-N-B-A-L, and, uh, get your reservations in. A lot of people, of course, are coming for Sukkot, and hopefully those, those, uh, plans will stay in place. And a big thank you to the Inbal Hotel, and in the, in the same breath, I say a big thank you to our very own Mayor Weingarten, who helped us prepare for this journey as well. Um, It's going to be an exciting day here at the Nefesh Nefesim Headquarters. We're going to be speaking to some of the people who, again, are uh, in charge of so many Olim, and we're going to be speaking with some organizations here in Israel that have had a very challenging and interesting few weeks over the last three weeks or so. Um, There are organizations that really stepped up to help soldiers, to help civilians, to help people that were in uh, difficult situations here in Israel over the last few weeks, and a lot of those difficult situations continue. Ceasefire or not, and by the time this show airs uh, later today, uh, because right now in Israel it's uh, about uh, 3 a.m. Eastern Time, um, or we're here at the nefesh Nevis headquarters just before 10 a.m. in Israel, and uh, who, who knows what the news will bring. Um, but right now, even at a time of the quote-unquote ceasefire, there's so much work and so much that needs to be done to support families and soldiers and their families, and we'll be hearing from some of those organizations coming up. Here at JM in the AM. Uh, I want to start, though, in this first hour of our journey um, by relating to everybody that there is a tremendous sense of appreciation among people in Israel for those people from North America especially who have made their commitment and continued and maintained their commitment to visit Israel during these challenging times. Uh, people in uh, Israel... Uh, have spoken to me over the last day about the Solidarity Missions and about those that have made a commitment and have kept their commitment to visit and be here. And it's much appreciated. Unfortunately, uh, the problem is that not enough people did that. And the tourism industry, which... Um, and we're used to the tourism industry taking hits during difficult times here. But it could not be a worse time than now for the hotels, for the cab drivers, for those who depend on income during the month of August. Um, This is what was worst for them, is that the war broke out just as the summer, especially the summer on the North American calendar, uh, was beginning. And when people normally would come and spend a week or two, bring large groups, make bar mitzvah trips, uh, carry through on missions and trips they've been planning for the last year. And unfortunately, too many of us went ahead and canceled those plans or postponed those plans, and uh, there is some disappointment. And I, I don't think I've ever felt this level of disappointment from people who are in Israel. But there is some disappointment um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to people in that industry who really could have benefited from our constant uh, uh, visits and from keeping the commitments to actually come to Israel during the summer. Someone made an interesting comment to me yesterday. It was actually a comment that was made by somebody in the United States that when you're in Kennedy Airport, you know everything that's going on. When you get to Israel, you know nothing about what's going on. And when you land back in Kennedy, you again know everything that's going on. The point being, to explain what the person meant, the point being that we have an amazing affinity to take to heart every piece of news uh, that we hear in the United States and unfortunately because of the way the media presents things and because of the way we are um, we are tuned into the news from Israel we get this vision that there's uh, that there's difficulties and and that all the things that are happening whether it be on the front or in Gaza or in, or in specific areas of Israel is happening everywhere and when you're here you don't feel that way and we pray that obviously everybody stays safe and that all our journeys are safe please god we're not, we're not making mockery at all of the uh, of the possibilities of what could happen but we uh, uh, but when you're here you feel it a lot less that's the reality we always say that on the other side of the world but now that we're here we can uh, certainly express it uh, with first-hand knowledge so what can i say everybody out there if you're planning a trip and now is the time because now that the shabbos is upon us there are so many people that are planning the rest of their summer vacation uh, that are in fact planning for the uh, high holidays and for sukkot that are planning uh, when they're going to be able to visit israel during the next season during the next year uh, all we can do all we could do is encourage everybody to keep those trips on the calendar to keep on uh, hoping and planning and carrying through on uh, visiting our brothers and sisters in the holy land uh you'll be making a lot of people very very happy and you'll be giving work to people who are unfortunately uh, desperate for work at this time. They are hoping that uh, with Shabbos Nachmuch coming up and with things calming down, that all this will change and that we'll still have a very good and hot tourist season during the month of August. Uh, we hope and pray that, in fact, that will come true. So uh, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. That's the message I bring you as we start broadcasting on this Thursday, our very first day in Israel. That is the message. There are a lot of people who, uh, who need us, and I hope that um, you're ready to come through and show your support for the people of Israel. Miriam al Wallach is here. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you?
6: I'm well, sir. How's it going?
0: All right. Anything uh, you want to tell us about your first impressions of being here during this August trip?
6: Well, I'll tell you that the difference between 10 days ago and uh, this trip is just remarkable. I think I remarked to you yesterday when we were at the Inbal that I could not be happier to be here right now. It is such a different experience, and yes, there is... There is a feeling that everyone is taking a deep breath and everyone's relaxed a little bit. And no, everybody, it's not completely out of the woods, though we hope that the calm continues. That is for sure. But, um, nevertheless, there is definitely a different kind of vibe than when we were 10 days ago.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. The t- there's less tension and, uh, and, you know, people are, uh, uh, are walking around with a greater calm. There's no question about that. Right. Right. Um, hopefully it does last, and hopefully um, uh, the enemy has uh, learned a lesson from all of mm. this. We'll see what happens. But I am. I, I again. Am, I have seen this a million times because we have been here many, many times. When North American jury has abandoned Israel, we have been here many, many times, and I have heard conversations from hoteliers and cab drivers and store owners that you know that that express what I expressed just minutes ago. But I've never seen this level of anger and disappointment. And again, it may be the time of year, maybe because it's the August travel season and they're so dependent on it. I have not seen this type of disappointment in the North American jury. So hopefully. Uh, hopefully, we'll guilt everybody into <laughs> <laughs> into wanting to plan a trip and coming here. And, and there's been a lot of changes. There've been a lot of itineraries. Our own itinerary Correct. changed a lot over the last few days.
6: <laughs> About the last ten we, hours, we weren't,
0: we weren't even supposed to be here at the, <laughs> <laughs> the Nefesh Broadcast true. Center. That's true for this show. And here's where we are because. And we
6: thank them for their support. Yeah. We thank them for hosting us. That's for sure. We
0: thank them very much. So, so a lot of people's plans have changed drastically over the last uh, few days, not just weeks. Uh, but we're hoping that you'll, you'll change your plans now in the positive, in the affirmative.
6: Listen, if as many people show up in Israel after, um, after this conversation, as showed up at the rally who walked over to you and said, in New York City that Monday, who walked over to you and said, Hey, Nachum, I'm only here because you guilted me. Well, then great. <laughs> the flights will be full. <laughs> Certainly my flight on the way here, I don't know about your flight, but my flight on the way here was not full.
0: Yours was not full. Mine was also basically... I mean, yeah, mine was also not full. That's correct. But you know what I noticed? that There there were very few um, North American Jews on my flight. A lot of Israelis coming back. A lot of business people Mm -hmm. flying back and forth. I didn't see the... I, I thought... Maybe maybe it was a drop too early. Maybe we have to wait till next week. But I thought some of the groups and some of the bar mitzvah tours would be already heading out. But maybe that was too early. Well,
6: somebody I went to Morasha with a long, long time ago. How long? ago? Well, <laughs> let's not go there. But silent plug for Morasha, of course. Excuse me. Yep. Um, she she was on my flight with her daughter. They were her bar mitzvah was in three weeks at Psago Winery, and um, they they had no intention of canceling their plans they haven't canceled their plans all their friends that are coming to israel for the bat mitzvah are still on board and uh they are pressing ahead and she actually said to me she said i've had so much stress for this bat mitzvah but none of it's had to do with any rockets it's just
0: the stress of the bat mitzvah well that counterbalances um the bar mitzvah group that i know of that did cancel Uh, unfortunately and made a decision that I, I you know again i'm not telling anybody what to do Correct. because you know there's all there's a lot of decisions that have to be made even by the way yesterday one of the one of the people i was speaking to about this whole topic said i totally get it i understand why somebody would stay away but I'm still so disappointed. And I thought that was the best approach. Hmm. Yes, you know, they understand where they come from, but, you know, but you're still disappointed. Right. Uh, So that counterbalances. But hopefully, again, like I say, people like that will go ahead and reschedule and get here as soon as possible. Well, I will do my best, by the way, to help the Israeli economy
6: while we were here. I will do my part. And I'm sure Stephen Wallach is thrilled to death listening to this part of the show. He loves to hear. He loves those little notices. The alerts? (laughs) The alerts that come from Amex. Your card has just been used in...
0: Right. Does that only happen when it's a certain amount or any amount? Overseas. Oh, if it's used overseas. Correct. I, understand.
6: I think it's the fraud alert or it's the husband alert. Because if it, if it, <laughs> if it, if it, if it
0: happens for a certain amount, Let's say you spend I don't know five hundred dollars, and the alert goes. We'd be able to. How keep,
6: would that happen? We, that I spend five hundred dollars. We'd be able to keep track of what
0: you're up to, you know, based on the alerts. Well, but. that
6: well, when we were here on our last trip, he sent me after we had gone to marzipan, so I could buy rugelach and bring them back. He immediately sent me an email that said, "Ooh, guess we're having rugelach for Shabbos." There you go, so <laughs> surprise, he, surprise. The
0: cat was let out of the bag. There All you right, go. more coming up. We are going to be joined in a minute by a special guest, yes. right? One of our first guests coming up. At JM and the AM, we're here at Nefesh Benefesh headquarters tomorrow, the big celebration in Stay Road. And I hope everybody will be tuned in all through these programs through Tuesday uh, when we greet the Nefesh Benefesh plane in Israel, in Ben-Gurion Airport. It's JM and the AM on this Thursday broadcast, our stream all day long at org. Special guests, people who have dedicated a tremendous amount of time and energy and resources over the last... A uh, few weeks in the state of Israel, even more than they normally do. We'll talk about that and plenty more. If you keep it right here on a Thursday morning at JM and the. AM.
7: Shaberah, avoté, no,
2: Ba,
7: Ba, Ba, Ba,
1: Itra Yale, Twa Gana, Isae,
7: Isae, Isae, Isae,
1: Isae,
7: it's a
8: hagana
1: Israel.
7: Akadosh ba ufur ishmofe yadzile Mikol tsara vezukam. U mikol izlega u makalam. Weishlach bracha. Wehat lacha. It's
2: a
4: very
7: important thing to do. It's a Vikuyam yam baem a a Moi <laughs> vegem,
0: A song that uh, has become even more popular over the last few weeks as we keep our uh, brethren in the IDF in mind. Here we are in Israel. We've dedicated today's show, once we once we had a change of itinerary and uh, things were uh, uh, turned a little bit uh, in a different direction for us during this trip, uh, we dedicated today's show here at the Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters to those organizations that have really stepped up over the last few weeks and have been amazing sources of support uh, for families, for soldiers, for people in need in Israel, even more so than during regular times. So we'll meet some of those people this morning here on a Thursday at JM and the AM. Yossi Kaufman is here representing Yad Eliezer. Um, His organization is well known to a lot of people in our audience. He's been a guest of ours before, and he and uh, his organization had to step things up over the last few weeks. Yossi, welcome back to JM and the AM.
9: Thank you very much, Nachum.
0: Good to have you here. Describe what it was like once the – well, you know what? Before we even talk about the war, tell our listeners and remind our listeners what Yad Eliezer does on a regular basis.
9: Well, Yad Eliezer now for over 30 years has been involved nationally as a major social service provider. Helping families in Israel, individuals in Israel with a myriad of needs, with creative programming, as I always say, Yama, V'Kedma, it's a of Enigma, we're colorblind, both sides of the green line. Mm-hmm. We're to help Jews in Eretz Israel, be it boys, girls who are lacking a functioning parental role at home, families missing food packages, Materna for bo- for children whose mothers can't nurse enough or buy enough formula, and they're at a critical age of of growth and
0: development. In fact, I think the last time you were on, that was the major campaign Correct. at that time, right? That's right. How'd that go?
9: That went, thank God, very well. It's actually funny, because as I'm privileged over time to hear your voice more and more and recognize, I grew up in Canada. I apologize. No problem. But Canada's a great place to grow up. And many people come to Yadalya's warehouse, and they'll see some of our different multimedia presentations. And as you recall, during one of our presentations on one of the wars we were involved with, people start hearing the video and looking at me and they say, that's Nakam Sago.
0: There you go. I'm glad I was able to be <laughs> of help. So those are some of the things you do on a regular basis. What happened once this war broke out? What role did Yad Eliezer play to step things up to help people?
9: Once this war broke out, Yad Eliezer met to see if there is a need. Meaning, thank God, we are so involved throughout the year with so many projects and so many tens of thousands of individuals. We're not looking to okay, let's expand further where there's no need. Right. We want to first clarify, justify that there is a need, there is a niche, and once that is the case, what is it? Define it. Define our ability to fill that niche, to fill that need, and then go further.
0: So, what did you discover when the war broke out about that niche, about the needs that you could fill?
9: We discovered, thank God, that as opposed to uh, a number of wars ago when it came out that there were soldiers that simply had tremendous needs day to day that the army couldn't meet, which we filled then. our issue at this point was being there for the soldiers as far as our boys, our kids, our neighbors are going to combat. They're going to combat in an incredibly da- dangerous area. And yet Eliezer feels very strong that if we can be there and provide that moral support and illustrate our care, our love for these people through that support, that's what we want to do. So what does that mean? It means everything from care packages to soldiers of the basic water, the treats, to underwear, undershirts, socks, uh, battery chargers for the telephones in the field. As far as the soldiers are concerned, as far as the families, the families are going through a horrific bombardment. Going out of the house is a danger. It's a challenge. We organized hundreds of packages that we delivered, our driver, our truck, down south for the families. But what about the children? There are children in bomb shelters. We went to visit Ketanot, summer camps for kids. You'd walk into the bomb shelter... And there was a sign with a ribbon saying, Welcome to Keitana Lea Miri. This yeah. is
0: your summer Keitana. <laughs> That's where day camp was.
9: It was terrifying. And you'd walk, you'd walk downstairs into these tremendous bomb shelters. Living in the center of the country, you used to walk into a building. You go down maybe one flight, there's a bomb shelter. The more you go down south, you're walking down 20 plus 30 stairs to be in a safe area. And when you walk in... And there'd be children there, and there'd be ladies there running the program, and there'd be soldiers there, supervising and for security. And all of a sudden, we walked in, and we brought in thousands of dollars worth of board games. We called a supplier in Israel, and we said, "We want to buy board games for these kids. They're going through bombardments and bomb shelters." And God bless our people. They gave us fifty thousand dollars of games for twenty five thousand uh, dollars
0: it's a good story and and people don't realize that normally under regular conditions they'd be out in the fields playing right I mean we have really good weather here in Israel they would not be they would not be uh, confined to the indoors like it's, some areas where they have rain and other things uh, this this is usually a very outdoor country, especially during the summer
9: this is summertime this is where the kids want to go and run around give the parents a little bit of a break children can go children can play, and it was taken from them right. It was taken from the parents. And the stress of these sirens, I know in Beitar we had three or four sirens. I'll tell you, we're going to have, thank God, my daughter just married a little while ago. And we're going to have Sheva Brachas in Ashtod by my brother.
0: Anybody and, familiar with the map knows that Ashtod's been a very challenging area. Right.
9: So I asked the child of a God of Israel, and I was told he shouldn't go. So I called my sister-in-law, and the whole family blessed him. We we're very close. I prepared this beautiful Sheva Brachas. And I told her, and we were told not to go. And she, she lives through it. So she says to me, why? I said, you just had 50 sirens yesterday. And she, deadpan serious, says to me, I said, there weren't 50 sirens. Maybe there were 30.
0: <laughs> that she's willing to admit. <laughs> and she was being serious.
9: Right. So that we're going through those sirens and being down south, being in in the bases, in the field. At one point, we were in Nakholo's last Wednesday or Thursday. Nachal is the army base that is 50 meters from Gaza. And as far as we were concerned, we had three gentlemen with us who came with us by Golden's Englewood Mission, Ma'am Torah. and we went down there and I said, guys, going to this base, there's no schmoozing, there's no pictures, we're going in and we're going out.
0: Deliver, help, and leave.
9: They have concrete barriers 20, 30 feet high there because they're getting hit. Cunts? By shrapnel, by, okay. by rp by patsmarim, by mortars, whatever it may be. We had a beautiful story a couple of weeks ago. We're in the field with a tank unit. And a man walks over to me, a very nice soldier, he's an officer. He says, hello, my name is so-and-so. I'm the Rav of 40 tanks. Of these 40 tanks, 35, 36 tanks are right now in Gaza. I request to make of you. I said, what is it? He said, I would like for every tank to have a portable gas-operated hot water boiler so these tank soldiers in combat could have coffee. These guys went in tanks for a day two at a time. Easy. I said, we'll see what we can do. I made a couple of phone calls. And I called him a day later or two days later. He said, you know what? Make the order. And there are now 40 tanks that, are, that were serving inside Gaza, to thank God they were approached us, and he gave us the ability to make that difference. And as far as we're concerned, being and showing the support for the soldiers, meeting them, the truck pulls up, coming with them, dancing with them, sharing with them. I wish I had pictures, more pictures, I have them, of the smiles of their faces, their
0: appreciation. Yossi Kaufman here from Yad Eliezer. What's interesting about that coffee story is that you never know what's going to happen. In other words, Yad Eliezer right. makes a commitment. You know, we're there, like many other organizations are. We're there to help. We're there, and you have no idea that this is going to be how you're going to come through. That now they're going to have, they're going to be able to stay more awake and alert because of you, because they're able to have coffee. Really? The tank. Really? It's as simple as that. How do people support Yad Eliezer?
9: Uh, people support Yad Leizer probably the easiest ways on the web. On our, on our website. We also have an American office which does tremendous work.
0: What web address is?
9: Com. Simple as that. Sim, we try to make it easy.
0: And there people could see pictures and they could see about the work you've been doing?
9: There's a whole section devoted to our, our young men and women going to war. And what we're privileged as well to do by Klimloff like, Meitz came with one of his cargoes Alan Shelf from Livingston. Right. And they, they went in with it. We were... And in the locations, where people would tell us, behind that row of walls, a shell hit. Right. Different areas, a shell hit. One, we went to one or two bases, and we said to them, how long from if we hear an alarm till we have to take cover? Till there's a nefilah, till there's contact from a right. missile. And the soldier said to us, dead face at five seconds. And we had two sirens there before Mincha. Uh, so how close you were. That's how huh? close we were. But you know what? If If we can make that difference, there are so many people around the world that thank God turned to us and said we want to help you do what has to be done that's the bottom line and we're contacting you for that we just now made an order of $100,000 worth of school supplies for these kids in the south they're starting school in a few weeks could be parents haven't worked there's poverty they've just gone through bombardments let them go with a new pencil case and a pencil to school a pen and erase it with a smile on their face.
0: We talk about the ripple effect of this war and how it affects everybody in this country and sometimes even people outside of Israel uh, in in so many different ways. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I point out that our our itinerary was changed. Okay, that's nothing compared to what everyone's going through here. But everybody has. You know, some, a ripple effect of this war. At the beginning of the school year, is going to be a very challenging time for a lot of parents and families, as you just mentioned. And they're going to try to get back on their feet, and some of them, as you said, don't even have money for school supplies. If so they do have the time to go and shop for it, so this is one very simple way for people to help out if they want to give to Yad Eliezer.
9: It is, and it's a very big need. Thank you, Nahum. No. That definitely
0: is. com. That's the easiest way. com. They do great work all year round. Uh, we've highlighted them before. Uh, they are one of the organizations that have really stepped it up. Over the last few weeks during wartime, and as you heard Yossi Kaufman say, he didn't know going in what the demands would be. You found out, and you tried to meet as many of them as possible. So whether it's uh, coffee or board games or uh, school supplies, which you probably didn't consider a couple of months ago that you'd be shopping for and distributing, <laughs> and now you're in that business. But if, if I may Nahum, sure.
9: there's uh, there are one or two bases, I don't know if I can mention, yeah. down south that they are they're almost cities basically.
0: And That's how much personnel they have there, you mean?
9: Personnel, but locations. There, there, are, there are structures that are dedicated to simulating an Arab city so soldiers know what they're going into. Ah. And the appreciation of these soldiers, when they would come out of their training, these commandos are 20, 30, 40 kilos on them. And all of a sudden, there's this big white truck with white bags saying, Hey, guys, thank you so much.
0: Makes a big difference.
9: That's, it makes a big difference, but we are able to do that in the name of so many others. There were soldiers that were calling a friend of mine in America because he, almost in tears, wanted to thank them and tell them, we're doubting for you, we're living for you, Hashem should protect you, and
0: thank you so much. Yassi, thank you. Thank you very much. com. everybody. Check it out. We are, uh, we are going ahead at, all through the morning here at JMM, speaking to uh, representatives of organizations that are doing amazing work and have done amazing work. As they've stepped things up during this war in Israel. Plenty more happening on a Thursday as we've completed hour number one and continue with more coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, Round the World on the Web, JM and the AM dot ORG.
1: You stole my dreams with your heart of stone You tied my tears behind your throne You took my land, never gave me peace Been pushed around for centuries Years of work and painfully Now it's a change of history
0: What's today? Thursday, first day of our amazing trip to Israel. I thank everybody out there for joining us and for uh, uh, being part of our adventure here in Israel. Uh, we're in Jerusalem today at the Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters, the broadcast center in northwest Jerusalem. Uh, a little bit of a change in our itinerary. That's where we are spending our Thursday. Friday tomorrow at the big celebration in Stay Road. We'll be there in advance of the Hachnassah Sefer Torah that we've been talking about for the last three months. Uh, We'll be there with um, Simon and Dr. Joe and a whole contingent. Some very prominent people will be joining us tomorrow, and I'm really looking forward to the show next week from both Jerusalem and then, of course, uh, from uh, Tel Aviv Ben-Gurion Airport on Tuesday with Nefesh Ben-Nefesh when the big flight lands in Israel. A big thank you to PC Guy. Don't forget his contact information. He is our chief engineer for this trip, and I thank him. If you need a brand-new PC or... If you want to fix your PC from thousands of miles away, I've mentioned many times on the air, if I walk through my living room early in the morning and I see somebody using the computer and there's nobody in front of it, I know it's PC guy who's logged in and fixing everything, so I thank him. And the information about his services: is 054-943-6109. A big thank you to Stan back in our studio. Tonight's the big bake sale, don't forget. Charlotte Hayal is the beneficiary. The Beck Sale happening at the home of Stacey Siegel that begins at 4 p.m. this afternoon until 9 o'clock. It seems to be the talk of the town, even way beyond the, uh, the Manhattan area. Uh, they were even talking about it at the Inbal Hotel this morning. How do you like that? Uh, so that's happening tonight. Just, just show up and enjoy. You can contact Stacey Siegel for information. Um, and I want to thank the Inbal Hotel. They are one of the sponsors of this journey, and they are being very hospitable to us on this trip, as they always are, they have uh, continued to renovate and uh, and uh, really um, uh, advance a hotel that was always beautiful and gorgeous, but now is as is, now is as beautiful and gorgeous as ever. Uh, so, if you're planning on coming to Israel, we're recommending the Inbal. You can search them online, I N B A L, and I thank them for providing such amazing hospitality for us during this trip. We are highlighting today, what were we going to do with today's show once our plans were altered? What were we going to do from the Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters aside from our guests from Nefesh B'Nefesh? And we said we're going to highlight some of the organizations that have really stepped it up during the war to help our fellow brethren in the state of Israel. And when you talk about organizations that really step things up on a daily basis, on a regular basis, not just during wartime, United Hatzalah of Israel is certainly one of them. Uh, Dove Maisel is with us, Director of International Operations for the uh, United Hatzalah of Israel Dove, welcome to JM in
4: the AM Thank you, good morning uh,
0: We've had Eli Beer on the show before in the past, that's your leader He has described the amazing work of Hatzalah We actually had an opportunity to broadcast from Hatzalah headquarters in Jerusalem a little while ago I don't know if you were there for that show or not, were you there?
4: No, you I was were not, not there, there but I show? listened to the show I appreciate
0: that <laughs> I can only imagine what's been happening over the last few weeks. Because on a regular day, right, forget wartime, on a regular day, how many calls is United Hatzalah of Israel answering?
4: Well, on the average day to day, we answer, respond to approximately about 650 emergency medical calls. And throughout that could be country. anywhere in the country? That's throughout the country. Um, and uh, during this turmoil, this operation, obviously that dramatically raised the number of, of uh, calls that we need to deal with, you know, stress-related calls. The sirens that go off and send us all to the shelters. At the same time, people are dealing with stress, and it, it, it sparks medical emergencies, heart attacks, right. and, and the different other uh, medical emergencies.
0: Not that I asked this in a clinical fashion. I'm not a doctor. But the shock element, and I mean real cases of real shock, I assume, go way up during wartime.
4: Absolutely, 100%. And especially
0: I mean, during wartime when civilians are being aimed at and civilians are being told by authorities, get to a shelter as soon as possible.
4: Absolutely. Just living uh, with the thought that you need to keep thinking of when you're walking down the street, where is the nearest place to hide? You're already on automatically on a higher stress level. Right. So when the siren suddenly goes off, you start looking to the right and to the left and running. That elevates your heart, rhythm, and everything, and you're stressed out. And, and this can, can affect in many ways, psychologically and physically.
0: And I'm sorry for smiling or laughing, but it, you, you, you help me recall... I land in Israel yesterday, and the first sign I see as I'm walking Me- off the Me- plane is, is Miklah <laughs> telling you where to go in an emergency. And ironically enough, a couple of weeks back, we were in a red alert in the airport. And it, it, again, the airport, I think, relatively speaking, is a pretty well-protected building, especially the new terminal, right? Absolutely. So that so that. that ha- hovers over you, that thank God you're in a pretty secure location. And also we know the odds of the airport being hit are probably, you know, not great, you know, are probably very long odds. With all of that, when you're in that pack of people that is rushing to get to a McLeod, I understand the heart attacks, and I understand the shock, and I understand the stress. And I'm glad I went through it just for that reason, to see what so many thousands in Israel had been going through during this war. It's,
4: it's very true. It's very true. It's a situation that, uh, that I mean, you can't even imagine it until you actually feel it. Right. Whether you're at home or in the shopping mall or walking down the street, and that siren goes off, what do you do? Immediately you start running. I just A personal story is I was, I was with my kids um, uh, a couple of weeks ago in the park, and uh, suddenly the siren went off, and I'm with three kids there in the park, and I look to the right and the left, where am I going to run with the kids? And you, and only, have
0: the... and you only have two hands.
4: <laughs> exactly, and, and, and immediately I run, and obviously my radio is going off, telling us to gear up, put on our protective equipment and everything, and I'm not thinking about the protective equipment, I'm thinking about the kids, where do I hide with them? I mean, it, it, it's, it's an absurd situation, and until you don't actually experience it, it's very, very difficult to understand,
0: Dove Mazel is director of international operations for United Hatzalah. The best way to support United Hatzalah is through the web, I guess. Absolutely. Right? What's the is- web address?
4: IsraelRescue.org.
0: IsraelRescue.org. That would be it. And now you have. Uh, we talked about you know all the different cases, 650 calls a day, etc. On a regular day, obviously that number went way up during wartime for the reasons you just described. But how many volunteers are there now that are part of this whole hot solar system? There
4: are now 2,300 volunteers throughout the country. That's
0: an insane percentage, right?
4: It's a, it, it's We're we,
0: not used to those types of numbers in the U.S.
4: And no, and it's unprecedented. Our response time is a result of that, and yet right. our response time is an average of three minutes.
0: So you're always it, working on that, but it keeps getting better and better.
4: Exactly. Uh, simple math. The more volunteers we have out there in the field with equipment, the shorter response time. I mean, right. we, we reinvented the, the term called preambulator ambulance service. I mean, it takes an ambulance 10 minutes to get there, 12 minutes to get there. Our average response time is three minutes. That's the difference between life and death. And especially now, during this operation time, when we have our volunteers, um, when everybody's running to the shelters and and they're going to the safe rooms, shelters, whatever it is, our volunteers gear up with protective gear, bulletproof vests and helmets, and actually run out on calls because those emergency calls don't stop because of the siren. There was a story just last week in Ranana. A, a siren went off. Everybody was running to the shelters. Immediately a call of a woman that uh, was going into labor.
2: Right.
4: So our volunteers there with an ambicycle, with his helmet, bulletproof vest, jumped out and actually delivered this baby while while everybody was hiding in the shelters. There were two sirens, one after another. And he delivered the baby. By the time the ambulance got there, the baby was already wrapped up baruch hashem, like a candy and ready to go to the hospital in his mother's <laughs> hands. I mean... <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. I'm sure you have a million stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, I would guess that God forbid if somebody, I don't know was hit by shrapnel or, you know, we have heard of, you know, homes that were hit and obviously then you have to check out the kids or or adults that, you know, that were in the house as a result of that. I assume the first call is to Hatzalah, right?
4: Absolutely. 100% Our volunteers. Actually, uh, when everybody's going into the shelters, they're immediately going out towards the detonation areas where the shrapnel is falling to immediately find those people who might have been affected or injured by the shrapnel there. And uh, unfortunately, we've had number of these calls down in in Kiryat Gat, in Bersheva, in in Ashdod. And uh, unfortunately, these incidents happened, but our volunteers were literally there within a minute or two on the scene already, not only treating the patients, but giving the information exactly where it is, for the army, for the ambulances, and everything else, that were. Am coming I
0: right them. that Eli Beer himself was right there? Some episode that happened.
4: Absolutely. Right. What happened? Absolutely. Was- Eli was a. If I'm not mistaken, it was the incident in Ashdod. There right. was there were it was something like seven or nine missiles that were shot towards Ashdod. Uh, a number of them were detonated by Iron Dome, and a few of them uh, hit the a, a parking lot of a building, um, causing a big fire and explosion of a number of cars there. There must have been something like 15 people affected by that. Some of them from shrapnel. Some of them. Right. Um, uh, emotional response, stress-related.
0: And he happened to be on the spot, right?
4: He happened to be. He had gone down uh, south that day together with the, the team of, uh, of uh, volunteers with equipment, with uh, protective gear that we had gotten donated that same day. He got the shipment and immediately went down to Ashdod, and they had just finished giving out these protective vests to the volunteers. And they didn't even need to wait ten minutes. They already threw them on and ran out to the to this call. It was Unbelievable.
0: Dove Mazel is with us. Uh, IsraelRescue.org. It's uh, United Hatzalah for Israel. Is there one specific piece of equipment that you know people could donate to today? Like, is there something that you're looking for to? Upgrade the personnel, or to give them something that they may not have till this point.
4: Well, I, I think the most basic. I mean, Baruch Hashem, uh, we're equipped now with the uh, medical, with the uh, protective gear for our volunteers. We have uh, generous uh, people from all over supporting us throughout this effort, and uh, I think that the, going back to basics: defibrillators, medical equipment, cycles Those are it's, it's simple math. The more equipment we have to give volunteers out in the field, the shorter the response time, the more lives are saved.
0: Do you have any idea how many cycles are out there right now?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We have a Approximately 300 ambicycles oh, spread so you out. Can, you can the certainly country. use
0: another one or 200.
4: Well, I, mean, I, w- I would say at least 300. Right. but you know, So
0: there's plenty of room for people to get our, our
4: ultimate mission, our average response time now is three minutes. Right. Our ultimate mission is to get down to 90 seconds. Right. And the math is simple. We double up our amount of volunteers and ambicycles out there, we drop the response time.
0: And Hatsala members in the United States might find this interesting. You actually have a system... Where where the where you know where your Hatsala exactly, member is at yeah. that moment.
4: We, we've developed... A, Wait,
0: is that a GPS-related thing? It's,
4: it's related to GPS and cellular. It's state-of-the-art that we developed six years ago and keep upgrading. It's called the Life Compass system. From That's Na- something we would from,
0: not have in the U.S., right? From
4: now force. It's it's not existent in Hatsala there yet. Right. We hope we, we hope it, that eventually it will be as so well. So your
0: central command station knows where everyone is. So if someone calls from a specific house, you would literally radio that Hatsala member. We
4: know to, to know notify the system. We can't see the volunteer. It's right. very smart technology. So they have their privacy right. but the system can see them and immediately when there's an emergency call we put the address in and the, we have 200 pre-planned algorithms in the system that within 10 or 20 seconds, it locates the nearest by volunteers, paramedics, EMTs to respond to the scene.
0: So that's had to have helped with the response
4: time. for Un- sure. Right? Unbelievable. That, absolutely. Because yeah. you don't need to absolutely listen to the radio all day long and hear about the call. The system knows to see you exactly where you are. And if there's a call nearby, you around the block or in the building next door, you're going to know about
0: it. And I think Hatzala leadership from the U.S. actually took a tour of that with you, right? I think they were in the headquarters. They were in headquarters. Headquarters they absolutely. Saw they saw
4: it. We hope that one day they'll right. actually uh, jump on board with it. I mean, we, we're opening. We want all the Hatzalas in the world, our colleagues and, and, right. and, and friends, to join and, and value from this technology.
0: All right, Dove. Best way to support is IsraelRescue.org. Absolutely. Uh, the the war has uh, has certainly called your volunteers into higher service um, over yeah. the last few weeks, to say the yeah, it least. Kept
4: them very kept them <laughs> kept very very, very dizzy, busy. But you know what? As we say, we never have a dull moment anyway. That's so. true.
0: But is, but can we say that today's already a little slower or? Uh
4: regular it's a regular day heart attacks are happening unfortunately and Baruch Hashem babies are being delivered so
0: that's true there's plenty of work to be done absolutely (laughs) thank you so much
4: for joining us thank you for having me Uh,
0: check out IsraelRescue.org Dove Maisel is Director of International Operations for Hatzalah United Hatzalah of Israel and everybody's invited to uh, support their incredible work and uh, like we say today we're spending time uh, literally, uh, with organizations that have stepped things up over the last few weeks. Uh, no choice but to step things up. Uh, organizations have had to be there with uh, more donations, with more money, with more food, with more packages, and in this case, with more rescue efforts and rescue attempts, uh, courtesy of Hatzalah Israel. Uh, they're doing amazing work, as we know, and we commend them. More coming up, we're at the Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters, our broadcast center for today, Thursday, J.M. in the a.m., uh, keep it here, folks. Plenty more guests tomorrow live from Stay Road, which should be very, very interesting as we kick off the big Stay Road, uh, Ach-Nas Sefer Torah celebration that we've been talking about for the last three months or so. We did not cancel our trip. Some people would say, Hey, you know, three months ago you planned to be in Stay Road. Why not postpone the trip now? Uh, why not cancel the trip? And because we know of plenty of groups and simchas, uh, simcha groups from the United States that have canceled and postponed uh, to the uh, anger and the depression of uh, many people here in Israel who expressed to me how disappointed they were that people would cancel. And for some reason, when it came to us, it just stepped up our efforts to come to Stay Road And to join everybody in Stay Road at a time like this, and we'll be there tomorrow and looking forward to an amazing show. Uh, Plenty more from Nefesh Benefesh Broadcast Center in Northwest Jerusalem if you keep it here at JM and the AM. If I ever
10: get back to California. I've ever known I'm gonna sit down Right down there in front of me Gonna take out this guitar And sing a these song God is alive and well in Jerusalem Yeah People praying three times a day to Him Bones and up Catalones Grab a boat Of planes be. swim See Some folks Got a Lincoln Continental tinted glass So nobody Sees it Just one time A light Roll down the window mm-hmm. Say you ain't Gonna fool the law God is alive and
2: well in Jerusalem, yeah, I'll plead to three times a day to hell. Throw away the cars and bombs, the snacks and bombs, and up catalogs, grab a bowl
0: Moshe Hecht, did anybody notice that I'm wearing my Nefesh Benefesh in-flight press pass from the big flight two weeks ago? Did anybody notice that? Uh, one of the most um, thrilling journeys I have been on was the, the Tani Kramer notice that I'm wearing my uh, in-flight pass from the Nefesh Benefesh flight. He didn't notice, did he? He did notice? One of the best journeys of my life was being on the plane last summer and then again this summer. With the nefesh benefesh uh, group that landed in Israel this year was a much different experience. Um, it, I don't want to say somber; it was just a bit more tempered the whole mood because of what was going on. It, and it was it was certainly an intimate celebration because <laughs> because it was a much smaller celebration than normal at the airport. We've discussed this on the air a million times already, um, but it was uh, it, it was something I'll never forget. Tuesday will be there for the charter flight this summer. I know someone making Aliyah on the 20th. 21st, is it? So the 20th from America? I know someone going on that group flight who's making Aliyah that day. They weren't able to make the charter flight. In fact, it's an entire family that's going on that group flight on the 20th. Um, oh, y'all and Aaron are on the charter flight? Meaning we'll meet them in Tel Aviv? So the Marilises and the Leibowitzes are on the list of people who are going to be moving to Israel this coming Monday. You would think that that in this time of ceasefire, in this uncertainty in the Holy Land, you would think that people would delay or postpone or cancel their Aliyah plans. That's what you would think. But what did we see? We're eyewitnesses to the fact that nobody in July at the height of the, at the time when they were recommending uh, that Nevis Benevich and Ben Gurion Airport actually limit the celebration. Nobody went ahead and cancelled. The FAA went ahead and said you're not going to be able to fly. Nevis Nevis said you can fly. And what happened? They flew. They flew with a full plane. Not one cancellation. By the way, I wanted to book. One of the people that canceled their Aliyah plans, I felt I felt that would be a great interview. Let's book one of the folks that actually canceled their Aliyah. Plans. And you know what happened? We couldn't find anybody. We looked and searched. We couldn't find anybody that was willing to postpone or cancel their trip. Zev Gershinsky is here. He's one of the people in the Neve office who had confidence in all the hundreds of Olim that they wouldn't postpone or cancel their flight. He's director of government processing and advocacy here in the uh, Nefesh Benefesh headquarters in Yerushalayim. Zev Gershinsky, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, how are you? Am I right that you're among the uh, handful of people in this country that were not surprised that nobody canceled or postponed their trip?
11: Of course, and in fact, yesterday, just yesterday, what are we, three, four days before the flight, people are knocking on the door and saying we want to join the
0: flight. One second. This is a very important point. You are telling me that yesterday, the day after Tishabov, with the flight being Monday, people actually expressed interest in getting onto that flight. Uh, Of course,
11: yep. 100%. People are, and our our flight is full, then we have to tell people we have no seats left.
0: So, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I have to be careful with what I said earlier in the show. There are some amazing, virtuous people in our community who are willing to keep to their commitment to move to Israel and to give strength and uh, amazing inspiration to the people who live here already. It's, it's just incredible. How long are you with Nefesh B'Nefesh?
11: This is my eighth summer.
0: Wow. Yep. So you've seen a lot of Aliyah trips. A lot of planes. You've seen a lot, a lot of planes, a lot of ceremonies. Uh, and, and your specific role is government processing. I would guess you've seen a lot of changes in that area over the years.
11: Um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, we have here, um, and we hope that Olim have less and less... uh, Of government processing. Government processing (laughs) and and, and, and challenges. Okay,
0: without, uh, without even considering that this might be a public forum, give me your assessment of how the Israeli government is doing when it comes to the topic of Aliyah. How is it doing these days?
11: Look, in general... I think that the government in Israel, um, they say, government loves Aliyah but doesn't like Olim. Ah, but uh, um, the truth is that we see a lot of 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 very good intentions of government agencies when it comes to Aliyah. They definitely want to help. They would definitely want to do uh, make things easier. Bureaucracy is bureaucracy, and I tell Olim all the time, you are. Immigrating from one ca- well, from right. one country to another, this is an immigration process we've made that
8: point Let's not, uh, right. we've Forget made that, that
0: point a million times if you go to any major country on this globe and you decide you want to move there there's going to be paperwork and there's going to be you know exactly. hurdles it just when it comes to the Israeli government, I guess you know
11: but you know you know it's very interesting because um, uh, we we've done surveys about uh, with our Olin to see what which government agency was uh, the most problematic throughout right. the whole Aliyah process? Who gave you the most? Who, who gave us the most uh, problems? <laughs> Come on.
0: And the answer give the is. Guess. <laughs> I should give a guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know who the different agencies are. I don't, so I, let me
11: let me tell you. Yeah. The American consulate in East <gasps> Jerusalem.
0: Those, those are the ones that okay. have the most. That, that, the those, most red tape
11: for 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 Oli. So so if you um, try to compare um, bureaucracy. I guess American bureaucracy isn't uh, far as
0: behind. Isn't
11: far behind, <laughs> but um, it's always the the culture gap, it's the language right. gap, uh, which which uh, um, is a problem for for the Olim, and that's why we're
0: here. Right? Maybe the consulate has trouble with some of the areas that people want to make Aliyah, too. That could maybe, be, maybe it could maybe. be. Although I'm just guessing. I'm conjecturing. Although now I'm told that Zev Gershinsky's is not welcome at the American consulate <laughs> in East Jerusalem anymore. That's what I just uh, and someone just whispered that in my ear. Uh, JM and the AM we're talking about nefesh, benefesh, government processing and advocacy. Zev Gershinsky is here. You know, with everything you're saying, I seriously don't want it to um, to deter anybody or discourage anybody from starting the process. Uh, it, it, in all seriousness, although there are hurdles, paperwork, etc., it still remains a relatively smooth process, and I'd love for you to emphasize that. So, so
11: let, let me just uh, explain what we're doing for the Olim coming, uh, on to, landing on Tuesday. Okay. Um, just in a nutshell, just sure. uh, to understand um, how hard we're working to make sure that uh, uh, Olim do not feel the bureaucracy. Right. Um, Aliyah has two main components. One is um, getting Israeli citizenship, um, and the other one is obtaining their benefits. That means we're dealing with two separate government offices, getting citizenship through uh, Mishra HaPnim, Ministry of Interior, and getting the benefits through Mishra Glita, Ministry of Immigrant Absorption. Um, We work closely together with both uh, government offices. Uh, In fact, Mishra HaPnim is sending their people on the plane to make sure uh, we do all the processing for the Israeli ID and for all the uh, citizenship aspect. Um, ...and there are no surprises. We've been working uh, tirelessly with Miswara HaPanim, um, I assume, for the past month for this flight. Um, they have all the paperwork ready. Um, everything is there. They they All they need to do now is to go on the computer and just click a button and get the two dots. Um It's all in the system. It's all ready. Same thing for Mishrat Klitah. We have all the fly, all the files ready for Mishrat Klitah. At the moment we take off from JFK, we give notice to Mishra Rakhlita. They already print your 2 oleh We just saved an Olé 45 minutes talking to a clerk that does not understand English. Right. And he gives a 2 within three minutes. Uh, we just did that. And uh, we make sure that the 2 is ready. Every ole who comes on an nefesh-benefesh flight does not
0: need to go into any government office because we do it for you. You can't do much better than that. Than what you just described, I mean, to talk about the Aliyah process being a deterrent uh, for Aliyah, you, you can't make that argument anymore. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm now running. I'm running out of even more excuses <laughs> <laughs> because you just you don't have this type of situation like it was in the old days. We made this point a million times here at M. Zeb Grishinsky is director of government processing and advocacy. If someone's interested in making Aliyah, I don't know, even in 2014 still, right? They don't have to wait till 2015 at this Tw- point.
11: I'm talking about August, 2014.
0: Yeah, but you're not talking about August. I'm talking about August. You, someone today decides to move to Israel. If anyone wants to make Aliyah, Aliyah in August. August, just contact us. You're, you're going to make Aliyah in August. If they want to still make hundred, Aliyah this month. 100%. Even a family. Even a family. Unbelievable. You've seen the process. We'll make it happen. You've seen the process on the, uh, on the Ben-Gurion mm-hmm. side, right? You've seen how many minutes people actually spend. At the desk, it's what maybe ten minutes or somewhere maybe. between five maybe. and ten maybe.
11: minutes. Ten minutes is That's like for, the, for this, the family for the, at the family. No,
0: at, Normally, they're at the ceremony a lot longer than they are. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. in the old days, they'd be sitting there for three. They were Look, lucky. I'll tell now. you. Uh,
11: I, I could worried. tell you my Aliyah story because I don't have one. I was born in Israel, ah. but my parents, um, when they made Aliyah, um, just before I was born, uh, a few months before I was born, um, at least the story they tell. Is of a few families that made Aliyah on a, a certain flight Come to Ben Gurion and they just wait And they look for someone to mention or or to pick them up or So they waited for a few hours until someone noticed that there are olim right. chadashim Then they got processed for a few few hours um, And then until they got to the Merkaz Lita It was a, a, approximately like 9 or 10 hours right. We're talking about a 2 hour um, Max from door to door.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that with my own eyes. In the early 90s and the late 80s, I would land in Ben Gurion and people would point out to me, you see those people over there in the corner sitting on their suitcases waiting for anybody to just help them to with any, th- Those are brand new Olim. And of exactly. course, today they finally show up to the heroes' welcome that they deserve. Right. Uh, Tadarabah, thank you so much for uh, all my you do for Aliyah and continued good luck. Enjoy the flight or uh, welcoming the flight on Tuesday. We'll be there with you at the airport. Great. If someone does. Want to make Aliyah even in the month of August? Just they should contact and today. Tadaraba. Thank you very much. Zev Grishinsky, Director of Government Processing and Advocacy. Boy, he got rid of every excuse everybody has for Aliyah. You want to make Aliyah in August? I'm going ahead and talking about 2015. He's like, what are you talking about? Now, during the summer, before Labor Day, before the school year even starts, come and make Aliyah. Unbelievable. Uh, JM and the AM, we're at Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. They are the bookends of our trip. Nefesh Benefesh is the bookends of our trip. Today, Thursday, from their headquarters in Jerusalem. Monday, or Tuesday rather, from the incredible celebration. No matter what the size of the celebration will be, it will be an incredible celebration coming up on Tuesday at Ben Gurion Airport. In between... We'll be at a variety of places, including Stay Road tomorrow for the big celebration. Join us, everybody. A drop behind schedule for Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Echonishmas, are of Zebin of Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
12: Good morning. We
0: read in Shayo,
12: Nachamu Nachamu Ami, lo Comfort, comfort my people, says Hashem. Speak consolingly of Yerushalayim and proclaim to her that the period of exile has been completed. Our Chachomim stayed in Brochus, in the position that people who do chuva can achieve, even the completely righteous cannot access. To elucidate this statement, the Koch of Miyako gives a parable. The daughter of a very wealthy family was marrying a simple bocher from a small neighboring village. The only stipulation the rich man made was that the father of the Choson should get a suitable, respectable wardrobe for his son, as befits the husband of a woman that comes from a well-to-do family. The father of the chosan, of course, he tried his best to comply with the request. The day before the wedding, the chosan arrived in town with his family, and they stayed overnight at the local inn. The next day... The rich man, accompanied by his large family, they were all dressed in their beautiful and expensive wedding finery, stopped in to see the chassan and his family. The chassan and their family were greatly distressed. The father explained that that night robbers had stolen the chassan's luggage, which contained all the clothing and the belongings. The father of the Kali immediately reassured them. He sent his servants out to buy a splendid wardrobe for the chassan. After the beautifully majestic chuppah, the rich man tendered a huge suda. The participants at the simcha noticed that the father of the chosun was crying. You have been zonchot to marry your son to the daughter of a very well-established family. Why are you so troubled? This is an occasion of great simcha. The Machutin replied, Don't you understand? Haven't you heard that all the clothing that I bought from my son was stolen? They asked him, why are you so upset about that? The father of the Kala already replaced the clothing, which are even better than the originals. But the father of the Choson still was inconsolable. He said, why would I need his presence in Chesed for that? I already possess those things. The audience, of course, laughed at him. They tried to explain to him how foolish he was being, how great his fortune was. You believe that you already owned all that you needed. Don't you realize what you had in your luggage wasn't even appropriate for the standards of such well-to-do people? When they would have seen the clothing you purchased, they would have found them to be sorely lacking. Now that they have expended the money and they bought a new wardrobe for your son, you can rest assured that he won't lack for anything. This is the message of Hashem. All of his life, that tzaddik amasses mitzvah samasim tovim, good deeds, to take along with him to the Olam HaEmes. After 120 years, when he comes up to heaven, the Bezin Hamilonah, the heavenly court, assesses all his mitzvahs and tovim and find them to be deficient. This is because of the Diktuk of each mitzvah. The careful observation of mitzvahs has no defined limit. However, the one who has done shuvah has cast off his former Averis. In turn. Hashem has given him a new wardrobe, like it says in Masech de Yuma, Tshuva, how great is Tshuva, that the individuals of his sins, are converted to merits. These new clothes of merits, which have been fashioned directly by Hashem, are of the highest level of perfection. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning chizik. Have a nice day.
0: J.M. in the AM, li- well, almost live from Israel. We are broadcasting on a Thursday. It just did the show a little earlier in the day at the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. Shout-out going out to Surrey and David Kufeld. Go back over 30 years, David Kufeld sat in this chair at J.M. in the AM. They have their first grandchild, and we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at J.M. in the AM. Special hello to everybody listening back in the United States. Consider a trip to Israel. There are a lot of very uh, disappointed people here in this country, especially those in the travel industry and the, uh, taxicab industry and the hotel industry who, uh, are a little bit disappointed that, uh, that certain people went ahead and canceled groups and, and, um, and, uh, bar mitzvah celebrations and trips. Um, consider coming. Not going to tell anybody what to do. As we always say. But consider coming. PC guy came here five years ago. Ask him how his aliyah is going. Um, I bet you he gives you a, a 10 out of 10 as a response. PC guy is Paul Serkin, and he's serving as our chief engineer here in Israel during our visit. And I thank him. He is the person you want to call if your PC is not working in Israel or the United States or anywhere else around the world. If you don't back up your PC, call him for his advanced cloud-based backup service. This I service is available worldwide, and he stands behind it. Check out on the web, thepcguy.co.il, thepcguy.co.il. And while I'm at it, I'm going to thank Stan in our studio for taking care of everything on the Jersey City end. Tomorrow we get set for our Stay Road celebration, which we're looking forward to. Big thank you to the Inbal Hotel, serving as a great hospitable host for us again. Here in Jerusalem, thank you Inbal, thank you to uh, Alex and Joanne and the general managing team and everybody who is uh, being so gracious to us in Jerusalem. Uh, We'll hear from the Inbal Hotel at some point during our trip and they're officially sponsoring our journey and I thank them if you want to come to Jerusalem and enjoy a wonderful and comfortable time in upgraded rooms that look beautiful, uh, go search Inbal Hotel, I-N-B-A-L, on your computer. And a big thank you to our very own Mayor Weingarten for helping us uh, with this trip. He helps us with every trip, but this time he really came through like crazy. So thank you, Mayor. You'll hear Mayor next on Monday with the Israel Show after our broadcast from Jerusalem on org. 20 minutes before the hour, plenty more coming up. Lenny Solomon released a song yesterday, uh, a song that was um, recorded specifically because of the situation here in Israel. The song is entitled Am Yisrael Lanetzach. And as I thank Matis for doing yesterday's show at JM in the AM, I remind you that Lenny released this yesterday. We didn't get to it because Matthias was doing stories of Kalbach, as is our tradition on the 10th of Av. Uh, but the song was released. It's called Am Israel Lanetzach. Lenny Solomon and Company had a lot of great help on this selection. Here he is at JM in the AM.
8: manim kashin a'am
10: bi yakhad kula mu
8: khanim a'am mu khad sahal ma ke a'am oded We'll
0: J.M. in the AM, a song introduced by Lenny Solomon on uh, Wednesday, the day after Tisha B'Av. It's called Am Yisrael Anetzach. Uh, it was done specifically because of the situation. It was done specifically to uh, remind everybody that Am Yisrael is in fact L'netzach. Uh Lenny Solomon here at J.M. in the AM. We're in Israel, visiting uh, the Holy Land during this uh, very interesting time, a time of uh, ceasefire. Uh, supposedly we'll see how long the uh, enemy can resist attacking the uh, residents of Israel um, and uh, a, a time that uh, has been quite a challenging one quite a challenging summer here in Israel many of you are amazingly dedicated to the different causes some of which we spoke about today uh, others that we've been uh, highlighting. All throughout the last couple of weeks uh, many of you are dedicated to causes here in Israel that have really stepped up and have been very helpful to people and to families during the uh, uh during the war. Uh one of the areas that I wanted to remind everybody about is uh is visiting Israel. Um, there are a lot of people who and, and and the solidarity missions that have happened are very much appreciated. Very much appreciated. And many people in the tourism industry mention them to me. They know about them. You think that uh, Solidarity Missions come from New York and New Jersey or other areas of the United States and you know maybe nobody would even know about it in this country. They do know about them. The average person knows about them. And they read about them and they appreciate it. Uh, but unfortunately, the area of tourism has taken quite a hit. August is a time, we mentioned this earlier and you may not have been tuned in, August is a time that cab drivers and uh, many other um, industries uh, thrive off of so they can live the rest of the year. And obviously, it's been a very disappointing time over the last couple of weeks. If you have a trip scheduled for the next week or two, and you've been waiting to make a decision, I encourage you not to uh, cancel your trip. Can't tell anybody what to do, but we'll at least encourage you to, um, to not cancel your trip and to be here on the ground with our brothers and sisters of, of Israel At a time when they really need us. Uh, Aaron Katzman is, uh, Aaron Katzman is being credited for holding down the Katzman Fort during this time. (laughs) Yes, we're at Nevesh Benefesh headquarters, if you're wondering where we are. (laughs) And that's why that message came through. Um, So a big shout out to the Katzman family. And a big shout out to everybody who appreciates our visits to Israel. And especially our friends at Nefesh B'Nefesh, who are not only the front end of this trip, but are the back end as well, because on Tuesday, before we head to the plane, we'll be welcoming on the air the Aliyah flight that's arriving on Tuesday morning at Ben Gurion Airport. What kind of celebration will it be? I don't know. I don't think anybody here knows yet. Uh, if it'll be one of those toned-down celebrations of a month ago, or if it'll be a full-fledged celebration like the one the PC guy landed with years ago. I don't think anybody here knows exactly what it'll be like. Well, we'll let you. I don't even think Avi Levine knows at this point what it will be like. But we will uh, we'll certainly, we'll certainly be there in any case, whether it's a big celebration or a minor celebration. We will be there on Tuesday morning, and we'll be celebrating in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Miriam El is here. She's uh, been coordinating our trip, of course, and um, has been uh, an amazing force on behalf of the people of Israel, as she always is. Good morning and welcome to JM A. <laughs> Thank you, boss. Isn't that a great uh, Yeah, that's one heck of an intro, I got to be honest isn't with that you. That's a great way to be known, somebody who's an absolute force when it comes to these You state might of be room?
6: overstating my importance just a little bit. That could be. Yeah. just
0: saying. Um, I just got a title bump. Yeah. <laughs> I I I hope my point has come across so far this morning. It's funny cuz you're very subtle. <laughs> 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 I hope that you know and I'm telling you, I keep thinking about it. Remind me to tell you who it was. You'll find it fascinating. I'll tell you off the air. Someone said to me yesterday from the United States that when you're – I'm going to say it again. I thought it was so intriguing. When you're in Kennedy Airport, you know all the news from Israel. Right. You get to Israel, you have no idea what's happening. You go back to Kennedy, you're again completely in – and what did it mean, sarcastically? It meant that when you're sitting in the U.S., you are hearing every report and assuming that the entire country is under constant rocket fire. And, that, and we're not minimizing, believe me, we're not minimizing the attacks. We're sure. certainly not minimizing the towns that are going through hell over the last uh, a few weeks. But that's the impression that people get. And you get here, obviously it's a much different feeling. We do know that, thank God, there's been a ceasefire. and That's one of the reasons that we have a different feeling than we had a couple of weeks ago. But even a couple of weeks ago with the tension and the stress, you have to admit it was, it was certainly different being here. Mm-hmm. And you go back to the U.S. and you're part of this, you're again a target of this whole right. you know, media bombardment. Um, so I'm not telling anybody what to do. I am telling them, uh, based on our experience here over the last 24 hours, that if they do show up, if people in this audience will come to Israel and plan trips over the next couple of weeks, it will be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Every dollar that's spent will really make a difference, will be greatly appreciated, and everybody in the industry will be very happy. Now, I was glad to, to learn, and we spoke to some of the people at the Inbal Hotel earlier this morning. I was glad to learn that they are still relatively full, obviously it's not like a typical summer, but relatively full between Shabbos Nachamu and the meeting starting next week and the end of the summer. Now, right. again, people are probably going to wait. That's the new custom, by the way. In the old days, people would cancel the very beginning of the war. <laughs> the new custom is now we wait You know, until 36 hours before or even closer to make the decision and then cancel all the flights and hotels.
6: But it also sounds like the hotels are being accommodating about that, meaning they – yes.
0: There is, no question, Correct. there is no question that wartime um, brings out a, uh, how do I put this?
6: Generosity.
0: Yes, a, a certain yes, generosity <laughs> uh, among the hotels, and they're willing to work with you. There's Correct. no question about that. Correct. And that's much appreciated. Uh, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but I would d- encourage everybody that if they're on that cusp of thinking of not coming to Israel, uh, decide otherwise. You'll be uh, You'll be much appreciated by the people here.
6: Well, I joked with you yesterday. Well, not really joked, but I told you that as we were boarding... I was boarding my flight on Tisha B'av from JFK. All the monitors had CNN and Wolf Blitzer and whatever. So everyone was sort of <laughs> shuffling down the line as we were trying to board, watching the screen, like not moving your eyes but moving your body, just trying to stay tuned in. And, of course, right. somehow or another as I'm charging my phone, I'm sitting next to a guy who's uh, reading a book called something like Trapped by Zion or something along those lines. I'm like, this is great but meanwhile the truth of the matter is i could not have been happier to be on that flight and again as
0: i but you was, you've
6: made my point i you've just made my i am point. the poster child for your
0: point but you've really made my point because as as thank you <laughs> yeah, as people are getting on the plane they are stretched they are rubbernecking back to see correct. this latest cnn report correct and, and either then, we're rolling our eyes
6: or we're just right yeah, and then exactly. once you're on
0: the plane and once you're here it's again a, you're following the news. Trust me, you're following the news, and you have an interest, but it is a different,
6: totally different.
0: type of atmosphere. Totally and different. again, again, we were here a couple of weeks back, and we were in Yerushalayim that day, and we were in a red alert in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. Again, it may not be close to what a lot of people are experiencing. And we understand the stress, And we, but, but still we have to make sure that the message is out there that if people come, their presence here will be much appreciated.
6: Yes, absolutely. I'm not
0: suggesting anything. I'm just saying that if you do decide to come, you'll be welcomed with open arms. You certainly will be. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Our itinerary changed a bit, and that brought us to Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters this morning here at JMNAM, and I thank our friends at NBN here in Northwest Jerusalem. As I said, they are the two bookends of our trip, and we're really going to focus. We we spoke about a couple of organizations earlier that really stepped up efforts during the war. In a minute, we'll uh, continue our conversations regarding Nefesh B'Nefesh and the Aliyah process, and we are... So glad to hear that again, just like we said in July, nobody has canceled or postponed their uh, Aliyah plans for August, whether on a group flight or a charter flight. Uh, so, call a to everybody for keeping that commitment to the people of Israel. It's much appreciated. You're I, also,
6: I also just want to point out that you had your familial support of this trip, which is is unparalleled, and I had my familial support of this trip, which was, again, unparalleled, and God bless our spouses, and completely had our backs. And Good point. Yes. You are making a very important I point. I am thanking the spouses.
0: A lot of people, when they are making a decision about whether to go to Israel or not, have friends and relatives in their ears, mm-hmm. or engineers, friends and relatives in their ears, out that part. <laughs> who are convincing them Either convincing them or constantly reminding them about the news from Israel. I think the word you're looking for is nagging. Right. Yes. And that and that is and they feel that is their role. We are blessed
2: Mm -hmm. that
0: we live with people who are who are not doing that and in fact are supporting every move when it comes to Israel. Right. And that that point has to be made. And
6: uh, and it wasn't just that, but it was also my kids. You know, my big kids are away at some uh, at sleepaway camp and my little kids spend time drawing pictures for the limb that please God will be going to visit some this afternoon whether they're injured and we're going to see them in hospitals or whatever it is, but they spend time drawing pictures and we also spend time on tishabov emptying out our stacker boxes because my kids decided that all the stacker that we had in the house should be brought with me to Israel, and therefore we could give it out wherever we felt necessary, wherever we could, and it became part of the family group. And so it was just that that complete feeling of support from the family just reminded me that yeah, not only are we on the same page, but we're on the right page. This is exactly what we should be doing. This is the right time to come. This is the right time to continue with your plans. I mean, as much as Nahum is not trying to... Um, convince somebody to do something they weren't exactly ready to do. Do it. Do it. Absolutely do it. This is the time. Everyone will welcome it. Somebody posted yesterday on Facebook, fun idea for family trip at the end of the month, and uh, you know people were posting, oh Niagara Falls, this, that, whatever. And I wrote Israel. <laughs> and now obviously I understand that there's a complete difference, but don't, don't discount the opportunity to come here. I promise you, I'm telling you, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience right now.
0: Tomorrow we are live from, well, live sort of, but we'll be there in Stay Road before our show, pre-recording the show. Join us for that big celebration. It's tomorrow in Stay Road, uh, an event that we've been talking about for the last three months. And we'll be there tomorrow to carry it through and to to, uh, really experience something very special down in a very special place. Make sure to join us at JM in the AM. More coming up from Neffish, Neffish headquarters. Here's Aton Katz.
7: شر بارا ساس
0: Cats with Asher Barra. This is a uh, Thursday morning broadcast, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Today we're at Nefesh Benefesh headquarters, or what I like to call the Nefesh Benefesh Broadcast Center in the main conference room in their headquarters in northwest Jerusalem. Uh, we start our trip here with Nefesh B'Nefesh. We end our trip Tuesday at the big ceremony. Hopefully it will be a big ceremony. At the Ben-Gurion Airport when the uh, hundreds of Olim show up on the jumbo jet from New York City uh, and from all over North America to uh, come and move to Israel. Nobody has postponed. Nobody has canceled. And that trip will be uh, commemorated Tuesday at Ben-Gurion Airport. I am jealous of Maya Liss. Maya Liss is the Lone Soldier Coordinator at Nefesh Benefesh. Good morning and welcome to the show.
5: Good morning.
0: How do I get your job? Um, <laughs> I'm jealous. You make
5: Aliyah. You serve in the Army. Mm, so it starts with Aliyah.
0: <laughs> then it goes to service in the Army. All right. Uh, two strikes against me so far. <laughs> How long have you been the Lone Soldier Coordinator? Two years. You were a lone soldier at one time.
5: I was. I was a lone soldier. I actually helped lone soldiers while I was in the Army as well.
0: Uh, Originally from where?
5: From Los Angeles, California. From L.A.? Yes.
0: What persuaded or influenced a young lady from Los Angeles to join the Israeli Army?
5: You know, it's hard to put in words, but if I were to put it in one word, I'd say Zionism. How old were you when you decided that you're going to the Army? Uh, I was a little older, I say that in quotes, right. older in the the Army. Um, were you, you were over 20 already? I was already over 20. So, I was 23 years old. But when
0: old. I say when... Okay, so you entered at 23. But yeah. when did you know? Did you know at 13? Did you know at 17? Did you know at 23? When did you know you're going to the Israeli army?
5: You know, I think it's something that I always grew up with. I My dad is Israeli, so I came to Israel every year to visit the family. And when I was young, I just knew it was something I wanted to do. And at a certain age, I knew it was, it was now or never. I had to try or it was never going to happen. And
0: when you say that you helped lone soldiers while you were in the army, what does that mean? Uh,
5: I was drafted to help create a subsector in the army, which helps Olim through the entire draft process. So a lot of Olim come. Imagine you were to arrive to Israel today and you wanted to go into the army. Who would you call? Right. You have no idea. Israelis, automatically, they get their their draft notice in the mail. They get their first call up in the mail. Olim don't really have an idea of where to turn to. So I helped create the infrastructure of the return address for Olim in the Army.
0: Uh, Maya Liss is with us, Lone Soldier Coordinator. Do we have an idea, you may know exactly, how many lone soldiers will be on Tuesday's flight when it arrives here at Ben Gurion Airport?
5: So we have 108 that are coming.
0: What was last summer? Do you remember last August what it was? It was, was... was also around that.
5: It was around that. It was a little. It, it was around the right. same number. It's. It's. Yeah. It's not the unusual
0: same. for there to be over a hundred on this flight.
5: No, this flight, the August flight, is uh, is known for it to be the the lone soldier flight.
0: Right. And they, got, we were on it last year. It was an exhilarating experience and meeting people from L. A. and all other parts of North America who decided in their teenage years to join the army. Um, When this flight arrives, where do they go? They will spend their first days where after Tuesday?
5: So the 108 that are are coming, these ones specifically, are in Garin Sabar. Uh, which is a framework where they will be living on kibbutzim once they land in Israel. There are probably more olim that are army age, meaning men up until the age of 25, women up until the age of 20, that have to serve in the IDF as well, and they're going to go live their life in Israel until they join the army, whether it's going to a kibbutz pan or if it's renting an apartment in Tel Aviv, whatever it might be. All
0: right, so we're told that 128 lone soldiers were on the flight last summer, Mm -hmm. 108, as you just pointed out, this coming Monday from JFK. In New York, I would guess that their addresses are from everywhere in North America, right? Yeah,
5: absolutely. All over absolutely. the place.
0: It's just unbelievable. I mean, we always point out the spirit of Zionism lives on, and and in no way more than the uh, than being at that flight. Anybody who shows up to JFK Monday, you will meet over a hundred kids that are just dedicated to the future of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. It's a, absolutely amazing. Um, aside from the lone soldiers, the rest of the flight will be families and other typical Olims, some single people as well, absolutely, right?
5: Absolutely, absolutely. Who are going to
0: round out a number that's over 300, right? Mm-hmm. Total will be over 300 people yeah, on that flight. Yeah,
5: the full flight. It's right. a, a whole chartered flight right. and, and it's larger
0: limb. because I think we had 230 last month. It's mm-hmm. larger than the July flight. Mm-hmm. This is the big one of the This is of
5: the, the big one, August.
0: All right. Um, what do you say to – do we say anything different to anyone listening to this show? We always say if you're interested in Nefesh B'Nefesh, go to the website. If you're interested in Aliyah, you and your family, etc. Do you say anything different to a lone soldier prospect? Anything there, or it's the same thing. Come it's and, the
5: same thing. If you we, check
0: it out online, you could start your whole exploration right there on the website.
5: Absolutely. It's a part of the nefesh Benefish infrastructure um, You know, to know what your rights and your what you have to do as an olde in terms of your army service. Because people, men up until the age of 25, do have to serve in the army. And right. that's their age of arrival. Um, so if they, they've been here, and even if they're turning 26 before the army, they do still have to serve. Um, so it's part of the nefesh Benefish infrastructure to know what what you are required to do as an ole, what you are allowed to do. Um, And to be honest, we see a lot of olim that that want to. We see people who are older that are are turning to us and asking, what can I do? I'm this this age, which is well over the age of mandatory service, and they say, I want to serve in the IDF. Um, So we're here to answer all of those questions. I'm
0: sorry that I always uh, turn to quantification, but... Do we know how many people have come through a lone soldier program yet? Do we know how many you've, uh, you know, had through your office, so to speak?
5: Okay, so the lone soldier program, which is a part of Nefesh, is, is under the Nefesh Benefesh right. umbrella, um, which is a program which is, uh, in cooperation with Nefesh Benefesh and the FIDF, has, um, it, it, it doesn't only include North American right. and British Olim, it includes any, any lone soldier that it's, that has made Aliyah after the age of 16, and is, is serving in the IDF. Um, we have quite a few, um, countries represented. We have about uh, over 70 countries represented in our, in our program. Uh, And we have coordinators for every single language, major spoken language in the army. So that's, we have a French coordinator, Spanish, English, uh, Russian.
0: There are 70 countries represented in the lone soldier program.
5: Everything. We have, you know, one soldier from Iran. We have, we have soldiers from all over the world. Um, You name it, it's probably on our list. It's Uh, really unbelievable. And and what
0: happens, uh, you're in touch with these soldiers afterwards, right? This is not 108 soldiers showing up Tuesday, and good luck, everybody. We've helped you get to Israel. Absolutely. You're in touch with them constantly.
5: Absolutely. We start from once they arrive in Israel. So for Nefesh Benefesh, Nefesh Benefesh assists with the Aliyah process, and then the lone soldier program comes in once they arrive to Israel to help them with the entire process of Draft, what is your salvation on your first call up? What are your options after right. you go through the testing? Um, if you want to go into an elite force, what that looks like? How, how at what level does your Hebrew need to be? Um, so we do help through that entire process um, from the moment that they're in Israel.
0: Any crazy story for Tuesday? Anything strike you over the last couple of months working with, I don't know, a lone soldier that has an unbelievable background or a hard-to-believe story, anything come to mind? Or I have to wait till Tuesday till I meet everybody?
5: <laughs> well, what I can say is that it's unbelievable that not a single person has has canceled their flight. They're all still coming, and I think that every single person on that flight deserves a big kodakavot, big respect, big honor to them. And it's, it's even more meaningful to be making Aliyah right now.
0: Unbelievable! The whole thing is incredible.
5: Yeah. I don't
0: think anybody, even in this office, knew at the beginning of the summer how that would go. No. And it's just remarkable.
5: It's been it's been unbelievable to see that. I, you know, I was at the the charter flight in July, right. and it was very emotional. You know, we just to be welcoming all those olim that stayed strong, regardless of the the lack of quiet that we had here in Israel, and it was really. <laughs>
0: That's one way of putting
5: it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really beautiful, and I, I, I look forward to greeting every single one of those only that come off that plane next week.
0: Lone Soldier Program, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. I'm assuming there's a section of the website that will appeal to anybody out there that wants to join
5: Absolutely. You go on nbn.org.il, you'll see a, a tab that says Lone Soldier Program, and you can click on that.
0: Simple as that. Uh, Kavod to you, list, Thank, Thank you very up. much for joining us. For mazal me. Tov on this incredible accomplishment this coming Tuesday. Yeah. Enjoy it. It'll be remarkable celebrating there at Ben Gurion Airport with all these lone soldiers. Uh, plenty more coming up here at JM and the AM. <laughs> we have another, we have another me- message of support and understanding that's going out from the Nefesh Benefesh office. You cannot imagine what has been going on in any typical summer. Nefesh Benefesh staff is... Uh, is um, Utilized to the nth degree, but this summer has been very difficult on everybody and a lot of last minute stuff going on, a lot of coordination happening at the last minute. So to Yonina Kramer and to Nava Uriel, Danielle, and Shayna for their understanding and supportiveness and being a supportive family during these intense and hectic times during this Nefesh nefesh summer of 2014, we say a big shout out to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh more coming up here Sandy schmoeli on a Monday, and a Thursday morning at JM in the AM. <laughs> i know. That's Sandy we'll say that to all the Olim on Tuesday. I can tell you that much. Um, I take this opportunity to thank everybody at the Inbal Hotel, being one of the sponsors of our trip and opening up their doors with their hospitable uh, staff. Um, you want to stay in Israel? Check out the Inbal. Search them online, I N B A L, and we thank them for all their help. And they may even play an even more prominent role in this trip coming up. I want to thank Mayor Weingarten, who has helped us, who always helps us with our trips to Israel, but in this case really helped us even more than usual. PC Guy is here as our chief engineer during our trip, and I thank him. If you're brand new to a smartphone or iPad, you can call PC Guy. He'll integrate all your contacts and email. I thought that was humanly impossible. PC Guy says, no, it's not humanly impossible. It could actually be done. And <laughs> thePCGuy.co.il, thePCGuy.co.il. And we thank PC Guy and wish him congratulations on his five years since his Aliyah, since he got off that plane on August the 5th of 2009, and was met by a cheering crowd, a mob of flags, and chauffeur blowing, and streamers, and what do you call that stuff? Pom Poms? I don't know if it's going to be the same. We'll see what happens this Tuesday. Maybe Rabbi Fass will give us some advanced uh, um, outlook on what may happen this Tuesday at the airport. Tomorrow we are in Stay Road. Why? Because for the last three months, Simon and Dr. Joe uh, and I have been planning a Hachnassah Sefer Torah celebration. Tomorrow we get to actually do it. Tomorrow we actually, with uh, the direction of Yassi Baumol, and Rabbi Findel get to uh, participate in the for Torah at the Ethiopian Synagogue in Road. Tune in tomorrow. It should be a very interesting visit. I'll actually check in in the early part of the show, and then between 7 and 9 you'll hear our visit to Road. That's how it's going to work tomorrow. Uh, Avrami's going to do a live lunch later today. Stay, keep it at jmam.org all through the day. I want to thank Yossi Zablocki. He is planning a big Shabbos Nachamu coming up in Connecticut at the Coco Key Water Park Resort. He joined us earlier in the week about this. He is putting together a summer program, especially for ladies, August 11th through August 15th at the Hudson Valley Resort, and a Shabbat Hazanut August 15th at the Hudson Valley Resort. For information about all of this, 845 794 845-794-6000 for information on that. Um, bake sale is tonight. The bake sale to support Yashar Lachayal, which seems to be the talk of the town, is being hosted by the one and only Stacy Siegel. In fact, the rumor is she would have been in Israel with us, except we had the bake sale for Yashar Lachayal. Um, and that happens tonight between 4 and 9 p.m. Information, contact Stacy Siegel, and she will uh, give you all the info. And we wish her and the entire staff, the entire committee, a bunch of luck on tonight's uh, big bake sale in New York City, should be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will add to their Shabbos menu based on the uh, on the wares that are available at the bake sale later today. So make sure to check it out and enjoy. Uh, There's something else I wanted to mention to everybody, and I I forget what it was. Um, oh, this coming weekend. This coming weekend, I was asked uh, um, uh, by our friends at Teret uh to announce there's going to be a wonderful Shabbos Nachamu event. Uh, let me just get to the uh, details on this. So I can give it to you. Um, this is a Shabbos Nachamu United Jerusalem barbecue. Oh, excuse me. That's what happened. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> I'm so confused. That's what happened last night. There was a barbecue in the five towns, and I also want to acknowledge the two events that happened last night in, um, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the concert, the ZOA concert, standing in, un- in unison with Israel, and of course the, uh, uh the Tfilah gathering that happened in Borough Park last night. Um Aterat Khanim present a Shabbos Nachamu Unity Concert. Laman Achenu Yisrael. Uh, the rally in support of Israel and this concert is um, going to be taking place is going to be taking place this coming Saturday night at the Master Gymnasium in Barryville, New York. This is happening upstate, a rally in support of Israel honoring the brave soldiers of the IDF and celebrating Jerusalem as the eternal undivided capital of the Jewish people. Uh, it will star. Just had it here a second ago. It will star God Elbaz, Eighth Day, Nachas, and Shlomo Shwed with the Nochi Kron Orchestra and Svika Bornstein, the MC. It will feature some special guest stars as well. It is happening at Saturday night 11 p.m. on Mall Road up in Barryville, New York. Information you can contact JerusalemChai.org, JerusalemChai.org, or dial eight four five. 845-205-9319. 845-205-9319. That is the uh, event happening this uh, Saturday night. And um, uh, everybody at uh, at uh, Ataret Karnim, Jerusalem Reclamation Project, are encouraging everybody to be part of it. And uh, the One Israel Fund is supporting the concert as well. The One Israel Fund is supporting the concert as well. So that's upstate. This coming Saturday night should be a great unity event. Make sure to be there, enjoy the music, and show your support for Israel. Coming up, Rabbi Yehoshua Fass. Rabbi Fass is the founding executive director of Nefesh Benefesh. He will join us as we broadcast from Nefesh B'Nefesh headquarters. We had a little bit of a uh, change in our itinerary here uh, during this trip. And uh, here we are at Nefesh Benefesh's offices in Yerushalayim and getting ready for a, uh, a wonderful broadcast on Tuesday from the airport when we greet and welcome hundreds of Olim who have maintained their commitment to be here in Israel during this time. It's all coming up if you keep it at JM in the AM. Yerushalayim,
2: Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim.
0: Good morning all. Welcome to our start of our broadcast week. I know it's not a week, it's four days, but you get my point. Uh, From Israel, it starts with Nefesh B'Nefesh. We had a change of itinerary. Did I mention that, that we had a change of itinerary? I mentioned it a few times. Uh, And we needed a place to broadcast today and uh, considered obviously, a variety of locations. And ended up in Nefesh B'Nefesh. Yes, the fact that we considered a variety of locations is shocking to me very fast. That and, and, don't worry, your mic's not on yet. And, and, I'm and of course, and of course, where are we? We are here starting our trip at Nefesh Benefesh. Because if there's one thing we learned from the Olim with Nefesh Benefesh this summer is they don't postpone and they do not cancel. They go ahead and Nefesh Benefesh, of course, is, uh, on par with them. They're not canceling any trips. They're not postponing any Aliyah flights. They are flying this coming Monday. The controversy, of course, is that there's a rumor out there that some of the people at Nefesh B'Nefesh, um, feel that we have exhausted Rabbi Fass's theme song. That's what some of the people in Nefesh B'Nefesh feel. And that, and that making Aliyah today, which is, of course, the best theme song anyone has ever come up with for anybody, maybe should be retired. That was the discussion, and that was the, uh, and that's what some people were saying. Um, before I introduce her by fast, it's only appropriate to play this theme song, to make a point of the fact that we are staying with this theme song, and that there is no better way to introduce the co founder and executive director of Nefesh Benefesh than with this theme song. Have I, have I made my point? I've made my point. You might. It's clear. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we introduce her by fast, we introduce. Letty Solomon and making Aliyah today. For the co-founder and executive director of Nefesh Benefesh, Rabbi Josh Joshua Fass, who joins us here at the Nefesh Benefesh Broadcast Center in Jerusalem. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. No better theme song does anybody have. No better
13: office for me to come to work today. No. <laughs> I had many other options, but uh, <laughs> so I decided to show up
0: today at my Isn't office. Isn't that yeah? funny? Hmm. I guess he doesn't get the hyperbole. He doesn't, he doesn't get the drama. Behind stories like, I can't just say we're nephesh nefesh. I have to tell everybody the, the machinations. Stretch out the story a bit. Anyway, I want to tell you something. I've been thinking about this conversation for three weeks. We'll do the whole thing about Tuesday's flight, don't worry. Okay. And Tuesday you're going to join us from the airport. Looking forward. I didn't expect to see you today, frankly. Why? Because we weren't supposed to be here originally until you graciously opened up your broadcast center for us. Rabbi Fass... I have been thinking about this. Where are my notes? I've been thinking about this for three weeks. On the, on the 21st of July, that was the day the flight left, the 21st, right? On the 21st of July, Monday, we were in JFK together. Correct. And hours before, you had informed the Nefesh B'Nefesh family, and it's not just the Olim, it's their families in Israel, it's the people that normally come out for the celebration, that there would be a toned-down celebration. You were advised so, security personnel, etc. You were instructed so. Instructed so. 51st flight, the first 50 had been greeted by hundreds and then thousands. I mean, now over 1,000 show up, over 1,500 show up at a typical flight. And you told us to us. And I said to myself, as we landed in Tel Aviv, and I'm sure you remember as I do, that when we walked into the terminal... The only celebration was the few Nephys Nephys staff members who insisted on at least singing before the old, you know, at least something they had to
13: do, right? Initially, it was really sad. <laughs> it, was,
0: it, was, it was a lot more low-key than you were used to. And all this is going on, and I said, wow, we are going to be back. Let me get the exact date. We're going to be back on the 12th of August in this airport. We're going to be back on the 12th of August in this airport. What is life going to be like three weeks later? Because I believe that from July 21st to the 11th of August when the flight leaves on Monday is not just three weeks on the calendar. I believe it's a lot more than that. The world is different. The state of Israel is different. The state of Aliyah and the attitude toward Aliyah, which you did not know how it would adjust three weeks ago. You had no clue how things would adjust. I remember you saying to me, by the way, that we have no idea what's going to be with the August flight if this goes on. And ground forces go in and all that, what's it going to mean to people? Will it mean that they'll be more prone to canceling or postponing their flight? You had no idea. And here we are three weeks later, and we can discuss just how different things are in the context of Nefesh Benefish. And the good news is this, I'll let you talk in a minute. And the good news is this, everybody, fast. You're doing great. Yeah, I know, so far so good. <laughs> in the context of Nefesh Benefesh, nothing is different. It is unbelievable that uh, one person on the August flight, which as we learned earlier has over a hundred lone soldiers, who you might suspect could at least, you know, easily postpone their trip to Israel. Not one person on the flight has postponed or canceled. In fact, someone from your staff got on this show earlier today and said that if someone wanted to make Aliyah on that flight on Monday, they still could right now. They could still facilitate them to be able to. Oh, if there was room. Right. There's no room on the flight, right? There's no room. There's no room on the flight. We're, oh, this- right. Don't say you're overbooked. We are overbooked. Yeah, don't say that. But we're not talking about this right now. We're overbooked. <laughs> so, so that's the attitude here. The attitude is that we're just going to continue to surge forward. And frankly, I bet, I bet that you're sitting here in our broadcast center at Nefesh Benefesh not having a clue. What type of celebration you could describe for this Tuesday to Nahum Siegel? I bet you, have, you, I bet you have no idea if there will be 1,500 people there or 50 people there, if it will be a full-scale celebration or a toned-down one. I bet that at this point we still don't know what's going to be happening Tuesday at the airport. You are a 1,000% right. We have no idea. We have
13: no idea. This whole morning we've been on the phone with Pikuda Oref and the airport authorities, and they are waiting. They have not given us a green light yet, and we are waiting... Um, the next few hours, hopefully till Friday, we'll see what happens. But at this point, they still feel that they're in high alert and they don't want a, a huge ceremony, and we are waiting for that
0: celebration. And you're obviously complying with whatever their instructions are. I don't are. think
13: we have a choice, <laughs> but we are trying to leverage as much uh, political muscle that we can harbor to. Uh, uh,
0: because to the attitude here is that it could probably be a little bit more uh, souped up than the last one was, right? I would guess that's the attitude here. It could certainly be, if not a full-fledged celebration, something between what we saw in July and what a typical celebration. We would, would be. love
13: to see a full-fledged <laughs> ceremony in summer 2014. We're two for one. I think we all we all need an outlet. We all need uh, uh, an expression to celebrate our achdut and to celebrate uh, our our country and our homeland. And I think uh, we've all gone through a very trying four five weeks. And I think to celebrate Tzionut uh, continuing and Kibbutz Galiot continuing, I think we're all due for a nice celebration. And I'm trying to impart that to this, <laughs> for the airport what authorities,
2: that <laughs> uh, but,
13: but but we're waiting for uh, ultimate authorities to. Uh,
0: I am assuming that if things go on as normal, that nobody will be informed about anything. It'll be a normal process, and you'll be told, "Hey, if you registered, come to the airport and enjoy." Right, and it'll be a full-fledged celebration. But, of course, if anything has to change, you'll let people know whether it's Friday, whether it's uh, Saturday night, whether it's Sunday. No, no, no. Do not start <laughs>
13: storming the airport until you hear from us. We will send out <laughs> confirmations <laughs> to everyone. Excuse will, me. Right, uh, right. You fast. know what? I'm having second Excuse thoughts about me. this.
0: Story. Rabbi fast, it's all in the It's all in the attitude. It's all in the I attitude don't, don't in this
13: broadcast center I say, of I say
0: we tell people exactly that, and unless you hear otherwise. otherwise then you, you should go
13: to my house or else Nachum's hotel room. And, and we can continue the celebration there.
0: I don't understand something. If nobody hears anything, shouldn't they assume that their registration has been processed for Tuesday's celebration, that they should, in fact, show up to the airport? Shouldn't they feel that way? That no. It, they should <laughs> not feel that way. We are now awaiting word. <laughs> We're in a waiting word and, state. <laughs> and, so, I, see, why do I think that the default is that there has to be a celebration? I say I, I, I kept thinking that the default is that, of course, there's going to be a celebration, and if things change. Then they change. Your you're, optimism what, is inspiring. You're, you're half cup full. What you know, you're saying it. is that we are still in July mode, and if things hopefully change, then everybody will be informed. Exactly. We've built a th- I'm so we, glad we, I straightened we, this out. We've built a three week <laughs>
13: hazaka that has to be changed and challenged by new instructions. And we hope and pray that we will have some some calm so we can have a celebration. There you go. Do we have Continued any, calm.
0: Do we have any idea who will be among the dignitaries at JFK yet? Do we have any clue? Who might be a JFK? Well, we see the same type of people. Consul generals and, and, uh, representatives of the Israeli government who will join, and Alal people, of course, who will join you on Monday at JFK.
13: Yes, and we also have a, a nice, we also have a nice delegation from the JNF there who are go. coming on the plane as well. Russell uh, Robinson is chairing that uh, delegation, so he'll be there as well. And other personalities, and Ben Gurion. Hopefully, with the ceremony, we'll also have a very, very beautiful and emotional lineup.
0: And as you've proven, even if it's not a full-fledged ceremony... It might be even better. You're, you're, who as, knows? As you've proven, you're still able to provide some very prominent people who make commitments to come to the airport and welcome the OVID. Absolutely. Amazing. I love it. Remarkable. Rabbi Yoshua Josh Fass is here in our in our broadcast center at Nefesh B'Nefesh as we anticipate one of the most important flights in the history of the state of Israel. One that happens this coming Tuesday with not one postponement or cancellation coming on the heels of this on this uh, very tense time in Israel over the last few weeks. I understand? actually
13: had to decline a family of six last night because the plane is completely full.
0: A family of six who were ready to come Tuesday?
13: Who wanted to come. They wanted to move up because of what was happening in Israel. They wanted to express their solidarity. They wanted to move up. their their flight, their Aliyah plans. And they said, could we get on Tuesday's, on Monday's flight? And I said, this is the first time that a week before a flight on a jumbo, because a jumbo is 400 seats. I said, I'm overbooked. We're completely packed, which is an incredible feat, which is an incredible message
0: as well. May I make a statement, Rabbi Fahd? Go for it. (laughs) I'm already in Israel. I'll be greeting the plane on Tuesday. If I was on the flight, I'd give up my seat. For one of the people from that family, how do you like that? How magnanimous is that of me that I'm willing to give up my seat to allow them to go and make Aliyah? And
13: the five others?
0: <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but you know maybe there are other people, maybe there are other people that would go ahead and give up their seats as well. So
13: we, we we limited staff, we limited others to we were we actually moved as as much. Olim into as many sections of the plane as possible to make... uh, You know uh, why we arrived
0: in Israel early this trip, because we know you'd need the room.
13: Thank you. Of course. Thank you.
0: All right. um, Before we talk about Aliyah and this special uh, trip on Tuesday, why is it, and I don't even know if you can give an honest answer, because I don't even know if if the way you feel about this you could say in a public forum, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Why is it that we see this unique group of people? that call you at the last minute that they want to be part of Tuesday's flight because of their situation this summer. And the same group of people who, are, who refuse to postpone and refuse to cancel in light of everything that's happened over the last few weeks, while at the same time, unfortunately, we see people who are canceling trips to Israel, who are not ready to follow through on their own commitments for celebrations here and family events here, etc. How, how is it that those two things are happening at the same time during the summer of 2014?
13: An honest... Politically incorrect response?
0: Please. On the record?
13: We need ratings.
0: When you get it, you get it. And some people, it takes time to get it.
13: When you get it and it clicks and you have um, a true, real perception in life and see what really matters and what's important and where your heart is and where your mind is and where your passion is and what God wants from you, it becomes natural.
0: I consider myself on the front lines of the tourism industry. Why? I'm sure you are. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because when I show up here, I am in direct contact with people, obviously, in the tourism industry. Hotels, cabs, stores, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. The people that depend on tourists. You're, you're a family man here in Israel, so you have more of a limited... Uh, you, you have a different perspective, I should say, on this whole issue.
13: Yeah, I'm not taking insult to that, but I agree with that. Insult? Yeah. <laughs> you should be commended for it.
0: <laughs> so I will tell you that this trip... Is not, and I've been here a lot of times before during trying times. And I've heard all the complaints and analysis by people in the tourism industry about our brethren from North America letting us down. But there seems to be a little bit more of an anger and disappointment this time around. The numbers. The numbers it, are exponential this time. The num- and it's not only that. It's the time of year. Yeah. They are very dependent on August to be a heavy tourism season to survive the rest of the year. So that's a very big factor. I've been here during other times of the year. Maybe it wasn't as, you know, maybe in February they didn't expect, you know, so many people to come. August is a they're, massively. They're heavy
13: estimating close to three hundred million dollars worth of loss of tourism over the last few weeks. And imagine
0: how many families in Israel that affects.
13: It's tons. It's insane. It's a tremendous, it's an infusion of tremendous infusion of of income to this country, and hotels are completely empty. And not only that, all bar mitzvah right. celebrations have been emptied. I have friends who who manage these uh, the wedding affairs and bar mitzvah affairs;
0: they've been wiped out, wiped out. The and ripple effect of this summer is so vast; it's unbelievable. And, and and aside from being the time of year, I also think that. We've disappointed them so many times. We have disappointed them. I'm sorry for saying this to the North American public, but I'm going to say it. We have disappointed them so many times in the past that I think they're sort of fed up already. I think they realize that we just can't depend. Let's not end with a negative. We're not ending anything yet. Fine. But just look at just the
13: the YouTube that's floating around for the last few days of the Diamond District spontaneous counter-protest. And we have it in our blood. We have that spark. We have that energy. We just have to galvanize it a bit, organize it a bit, recalibrate it a little bit. But to people mean well. Sometimes people are scared. Some people don't have the right outlets. Some people don't have the right leadership. But we have to get out there better. And we have to organize a little bit better. I think our leadership has to tweak its its approach with its connectivity to uh, how we express ourselves to Israel's support. Okay, I'm willing to agree with everything you've said. And uh, you have been a
0: little too, a little bit, a little bit too understanding. I'm trying to pound the hammer here a little bit, and you know, well, I
13: think the people mean well. I think they just need the encouragement. I
0: agree with. You. I think
13: leadership needs to encourage the people. I think if every single rabbi, every single con- congregation leader, got up in front of the community and said, "Israel is going through this. We're not. This is the few things that we can do by living in the diaspora." We won't cancel our trips. We will continue to have our celebrations. Instead of just sending cards to soldiers and packaging pizzas for soldiers, it's really nice, but it's not Dayenu. There's so much more they can do. And for the two weeks or the three weeks or the ten days that they plan to come, stand up and, as a leader, communicate to to your flock, to your congregation, that life will continue as it does in Israel, and we're going to continue supporting them no matter what. And if it means that you change and nuance your trip a little bit, so be it. But it doesn't mean to cancel in mass to affect not only the second wave of, of 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 damage, which really was caused by the really economic downfall that was happening with the lack of all the tourism.
0: And again, I will say that you go back a few weeks, you had no idea what would happen. You had no clue if this August flight would be filled. I can tell you, it's to do something 50 times.
13: Certain things become so ro- routinized that you don't expect you, you, you've even experienced the surprises. You know you've had that already. Okay, that surprise happened. We've done that five times. Yeah, so that, that can ha- that's you know yeah, right. uh, okay. Take out that book. That surprise is surprise twenty-seven. Um, but we never we never experienced that. We've never experienced it in twelve years, and so it was new to us, and it created a little nervousness and some anxiety, and some excitement as well. Doing something different for a new flight. And I was so concerned, most of anything, for the Olim. I I wanted their day to be something special. And uh, with having all these instructions and restrictions imposed on us, I thought that it it would really strip them from that real historic and heroic moment. But it actually came out beautiful. It was a really beautiful day. For me, one of my... Most emotional ceremonies of the 51.
0: Yeah, we played your comments on the air, and it was obvious that uh, you were very. It was a very emotional experience. Uh, this whole this whole summer is going to make your organization even stronger, right? It could have been just the opposite, and I think one could argue that it's just going to make uh, uh, the efforts, the Aliyah efforts, even stronger as people witness this commitment by so many hundreds, not to cancel and postpone. I agree, and I hope I hope that's a true statement. Rabbi Yoshua Fass is with us, co-founder of Nefesh 'Nefesh, and its executive director, of course. Uh, It's how we're starting our trip. Uh, What can you tell us of uh, interest regarding uh, Monday's flight from JFK? It's a big plane. The biggest, right? (laughs) This this is the biggest one. You You don't
13: realize how big a jumbo is until you fill it with people of your own. (laughs) (laughs) When you seat 400 people, come to my office. You'll see. It's ridiculous. I have all these charts of, of 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 a plane. And then you walk through a plane. Usually when you f- find your seat, you don't really move right. around. You don't explore. But when it, you have, then when it's your plane and you start walking around, there're f- different floors. It's a huge plane and it's just it's double the fun, double the energy, double the excitement, double the inspiration. It's just a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And so that just it just magnifies everything. Magnifies the 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 paperwork, the processing, the flow of people and just uh, the atmosphere itself. I love jumbos. It creates tremendous challenges for us as an organization because the same amount of processing that we do in those few hours, right. I mean, it's not a longer flight. You have to do everything double, double fast, and it's a lot more people and a lot more sensitivities and nuances. But on the plane, we have 400 people. We have 338 Olim. Um, it's packed. Every single seat is full, Then a single seat is empty. And uh, we have 108 high in the Bodedim We heard soldiers, that
0: earlier. That's an amazing statistic. Which
13: is beautiful. Yeah. The only reason why we have less than last year is because so many came early.
0: Ah. So They, many, they left in July instead of August. So
13: many accelerated their,
0: their trip. They wanted to get there faster. Because we have more loan soldiers this year right.
13: than last year. Just
0: less than August. And
13: just less than uh, on the plane, which is great. Which, uh, which is fine because I have no seats anyway, so it
0: <laughs> works out for me. And I mentioned earlier that I know a family leaving on a group flight just days later. Everyone thinks that Neffish-Meneffish's summer comes to a close on Tuesday. You're working the next We're week. We're work. Everyone goes back, ah, oh, a nice ceremony. It's yeah. like we have a can night going on
13: go the next flight. And
0: the next flight is the next every
13: week. Every week, every week, every week. It's, it's been incredible. It's unbelievable what people do. Um, we have a young baby. We have a – How wow. old is that young baby? I think one and a half months old. Just born six weeks ago. Crazy talk. On the flight. Not on the flight. I mean, meaning (laughs) the baby will be on the flight. I got the dangly modifier. Thank you. Um, That wasn't
0: my fault. No, that was my fault. I haven't slept as
13: much as (laughs) Vachavez. And we have a 93 year old, 93 young, um, uh, Ola. We have four generations on the plane, sitting in four different sections of the plane. (laughs) I just realized that's a great trivia question.
0: I didn't even know there were four sections. Name a fam. Are there three? (laughs) There there are
13: actually six. Um, (laughs) Come to my office. Uh, so there
0: are four generations. sitting Four on that generations plane. sitting. From what city are they? Do you know, Do you know where they're from. New Jersey. Wow.
13: I think they're spread out purposely.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't want to be near each other. <laughs> no. So that's a that's, joke, that's, folks. A joke. Yes. To so that's clear.
13: unique. That's a beautiful. We have a bunch of doctors and dentists and nurses and doctor and uh, educators and
0: therapists. On the July flight, I met people moving to right near Kiryat Gat. Now, anybody who knows Kiryat Gat was, you know. In a, in a rough zone over the last few weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. In a very rough zone. Do you know people that are heading to places like Beersheba? And we have a bunch of
13: people going to the south. We have a bunch of people going to the north.
0: It will not deter them. It will not deter in anyone. In the last ten days, they didn't say to you, we're not going to the south. No. Just the opposite problem. Just the opposite. Listen, if you
13: can come on the July flight and move south, then you can come on the August flight and go south.
0: Simple as that. Uh, nbn.org.il nbn.org.il I learned another thing from your one of your staff members here earlier today. You don't need an entire year or 6 months to repair your aliyah. And I know I think he was semi kidding about being on the flight this coming Tuesday. We have a
13: new program, sloppy aliyah. You can do it in like 5 hours.
0: <laughs> no, I'm joking. You won't get your paperwork, your name will be wrong.
13: <laughs> You leave two kids back at home.
0: <laughs> but in all seriousness...
13: Your house won't be packed or sold. Stop it, <laughs>
0: But For of, everyone out there. in all seriousness, you could do it in a month's time if you wanted to. Yes. Okay, let's make that clear. <laughs> okay. Gosh, we don't want to discourage people. Remember remember on the play you expo- you exposed the surprise Aliyah concept? Yes. But we're not ready to talk about we, it. Let's
13: take it out to the listeners right now since we're broadcasting from uh, Never's broadcast. And, and by the
0: way, you told me that your partner, Tony Gelbart, yes. was mistakenly a victim of surprise Aliyah once when they gave him the. Not
13: right. him, another person. No, oh, it
0: wasn't Tony. For
13: for Tony's sake, every single time that he falls asleep, I just make him an Olay. <laughs> He's been an Olay about 11 times over the last 12 years.
0: Uh, but somebody actually got had the wrong passport and then had trouble leaving the country at one point. So you had yeah, to intervene. We had, had. a VIP couple
13: right. coming on the plane. And we were told
0: the story was about Tony, but I guess No, about it was not couple. Tony. And the
13: wife's passport got slipped into the Olim passports. And as they were leaving two days later, they were like, where's your dot Mavar? The woman was an Israeli citizen. So we had to undo that. <laughs> Oops.
0: That is no, great. T- that is g- and it's a true story. Is Is it it I
13: would not tell an, an untrue story, a, eh? and I would not tell an untrue story that was not flattering. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I mean, that must have been hilarious. Uh, although it um, was um, hilarious um, for, for all those <laughs> involved, <laughs> except for her, except for nobody. <laughs> You're saying it wasn't the most fun experience you've had? They that were, they were great. great they
13: were a great, great couple, and they, they just, they rolled with it, and they had great. And laughs. you know
0: what they said? Worst comes to worst, we're in Israel permanently, right? Is that how they handled it? That's the worst thing They say
13: we'll have a great story.
0: (laughs) There you go. Uh, Any information you need about Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. If you want to know about the ceremony on uh, Tuesday at the airport, await your email. Rabbi Fass will be in touch with everybody directly who's officially registered, and he'll give you information on exactly what's happening. It'll hopefully be a full-fledged celebration, if not something very close to it. We'll see what happens. Uh, We're looking forward to it. And... and, and, the, and, and what do we say about JFK? If you have family and friends that are leaving on Monday's flight, come on out, uh, greet them, uh, show them some support at the airport, and you will see some incredible scenes, especially among the lone soldiers. You will see them separate from their families and carry out a Zionist dream that's usually not only theirs, but their families as well. It is a
13: very emotional scene. Uh, JF, JFK for the lone soldier flights is always a very emotional scene of parents saying, uh, Goodbye to their sons and daughters, and many times giving them a bracha on their heads and a lot of tears, a lot of hugs.
0: We we saw the difference between last year's flight, which was lone soldiers, and then July, which was dominated by families. Not saying there wasn't separation, anxiety, and everything. Of course, there is, but just a different type of feel. Different different, farewell. Right, exactly. Different farewell. Different
13: intensities on different sides of the ocean. Plus, of
0: course, serving in the army is in the background, uh, you know, that's uh, hovering over everybody and that. Uh, obviously, has great significance to American parents. Yes. The
13: jumbo plane. I just realized is so big.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. How big is it? How
13: big is? it? Is that we had a hundred kids on the July flight, and everyone was talking about that it was a July. That it was a kids' flight. Right. This plane is so big that we have hundred and ten kids on it, and no one even paying it attention to the kids. That's funny. Right.
0: I commented to somebody that there were a hundred kids on the flight and it was such a quiet flight and then someone said you didn't walk around enough. <laughs> you didn't. You, you didn't walk around at all.
13: But, Jumbo
0: plane is that big that
13: everyone calls it the soldier flight? Right. There are actually more kids. A triple seven worth of Olim on the plane in addition to the soldiers.
0: Imagine that plus a six-week-old kid. Let's not forget that month and a half-year-old who's going to be on that. Who was just born on the plane? <laughs> on, close. Oh, oh, close. Close to the, uh, the yes. close to the date of leaving. All right, Rabbi Fass. We'll see you. Uh, we'll, let's make a date of it. We'll see you Tuesday morning at Ben Gurion Airport, uh, when you and everybody from Nefesh Netiv will be greeting this incredible flight. Well, I, you, look I can't forward. wait to meet the heroes. I can't wait to meet I them. cannot wait to see you. And we can't wait to see you as well. And thank you for hosting us here today. My pleasure.
13: I'm glad we were choice
0: number one. Center. Yes, we were choice number. You were choice number one. <laughs> Nefesh Netiv headquarters, our broadcast center, is always coming through for us, and we appreciate it uh and uh, we will continue to utilize this as our fastest theme song because we've determined there is well no, oh, sorry about that we determined there is no better theme song than this for our by fastest appearances on JM in the AM Nefesh Benefesh headquarters in Jerusalem. I want to thank everybody at Nefesh B'Nephesh. Had quite a day
8: here. I think
0: we revealed some of our innermost uh, positions on matters this morning here at JM and the AM. And uh, I want to thank those who are keeping their commitment to head to Israel at some point this summer. You have no idea how much it's appreciated here on this side of the world. Uh, tomorrow, a celebration that we have been waiting months for. Simon and Dr. Joe and a very distinguished group um, will be joining us in Stayrote for an amazing Hachnase Sefer Torah. In advance of that, we will be doing a show from Sterot, uh before we go and celebrate the Hachnasah Sefer Torah in the Ethiopian Synagogue in Stayrote. We encourage everybody to be tuned in. It will be a different Friday. it will be no weekly update tomorrow. It'll be a different type of Friday, but it will be an exciting one, to say the least. So make sure to join us and participate in uh, an amazing day tomorrow. Uh, Monday uh, from Jerusalem, Tuesday from the airport. We're with our friends at Nefesh B'Nefesh when the flight arrives. Kol to everybody. Give strength to your family members who are heading to Israel with Nefesh B'Nefesh on Tuesday. Uh, they are setting an amazing example. That's for sure. Um, a big thank you to the Inbal Hotel, sponsoring our show and providing amazing hospitality. I thank them. Thank you to the Inbal Hotel. You can search them online and enjoy them during your next visit to Jerusalem. I N B A L. Big thank you to PC Guy for taking care of our engineering here in Jerusalem. He's always part of our team, but today he leads our team, and I thank him for that. Uh, ThePCGuy.co.il. ThePCGuy.co.il. And a uh, big thank you to Stan back in our studio as well here at JM and the AM. And I want to take this opportunity. I know that I have been lax on listeners seen as Mazel Tov wishes, and I apologize for that. Uh, I have a whole bunch that I have to uh, make up to her and to her family. But one of them I wanted to sneak in before the end of today's show because it's something that, uh, that happened recently. And as soon as it comes up on this, here we go, uh, with Abundant Gratitude, we share the news that it's a boy, the newest addition to the Gifter family. Mother and baby doing well. May we be zochet to a, a bris bismano and see him raised for Torah Chuppah and Masim Tovim. So uh, we say to the Gifter family, Mazal Tov and the brand new boy from all of us here. At JM and the AM. Achinu be Yisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. And around the world on the web, JMintheam.org. Keep it on our stream all day long at org. Don't forget that Avrami will be hosting a live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Plenty of great programming all through the day. And tomorrow, live from Stay Road, cannot wait to present that program for you tomorrow morning here at JM and the AM.